0: but a smile on that face.
1: So, welcome to episode six of the Arkham Case Files, where the inmates run the asylum. I'm Darren.
2: And I'm Jason. And,
1: and I'm today, we, we have a special guest from Cookie. Um, we said his name three times, and we summoned him just like Beetlejuice.
3: <laughs> I appreciate you guys having
1: me on. Uh, we appreciate Thanks, you coming on. Appreciate you on um so for our running order this week uh cookie's going to talk us through uh the last tournament he was out we can get some insights from him um we put it out there to some of the listeners about which crews they want us to look at and uh league of assassins was one of the suggestions which we're, we're going to go with um and then we're going to talk about some of the crews that we're planning to run at upcoming events including renegade so what I'll do is, without further ado, I'll introduce you to the man that we referenced 352 times in the last episode, um, who can tell you a little bit more about his last tournament. Over to you, Cookie.
3: Alrighty, uh, should I just like hop into my yeah, latest like, uh, tournament? What you brought? What you brought? Maybe some things such
2: as why you brought it, and then kind of just go down to games.
3: Okay. Um, well, the latest event I went to was hosted by Stefan up in Minnesota. It was uh, a 16-person turnout, so pretty solid. Um, Yeah. It was a three-round event, two-list format, and standard only. So going to this, um, I've just been kind of going down the different crews recently and just bringing a different crew to each event. So for me, it was like pretty much a toss-up between Penguin or uh, Teen Titans for this event. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going with Penguin. And uh, the two lists that I brought for Penguin was uh, basically like P- Penguin on Duck, all six gun Penguins, Tanner with Scope and Mags, King Shark, and High Security for one list. And then my second list was kind of built for weird scenarios and matchups. So I had Penguin on Foot, Bronze Tiger, Uh, Classic Deadshot, Tanner with Scopes, uh, Mag. Then I had three Explosive Penguins, the Machete Thug, and Elite Thug. So those are my two lists I brought. The uh, overall consensus of the two lists uh, the main one was my six minigun or just my six gun penguin list. Yeah. And I just felt comfortable in pretty much all situations with that list. And then the second list was for just those weird scenarios or matchups I weren't like super comfortable with. Do
2: you have a rough example of a matchup that you like, where like, oh, I don't feel comfortable with that, like,
3: you know, um, or something? Well, I had basically I... built that second list for Cobra in mind for Cobra. Okay, yeah, and then it was for like the weirder scenarios, like maybe secure the area, patrol, yeah, um, the ones that were like pretty far apart on. Mm-hmm.
1: So is it like taking the elite Penguin to maybe give one of the crews follow me whilst you've got Inspire on Penguin on the other side or sort of doubling down on that?
3: Yeah. Um, like that was a like a theory. And um, just like if we're like far apart, I can kind of just like catch up on VPs with just Tanner and Deadshot picking out high priority targets or just dropping the henchman to turn. Um, so like the first round, uh, and this was only a three round event. So 16 players in a three out three round event going into this, I knew there's going to be multiple undefeateds. Yeah. Potentially Batman. We, it, there's more ties than in Batman than other games, but mm-hmm. going into it, there could be potentially two undefeateds. So anytime I go to a, a tournament, I basically try to think of that. How many rounds? Cookie, I think, I go, I go. and how um, many undefeateds there will be in the tournament. So,
1: so in a four round, it's not necessarily as important to max out your VPs because you could go and hopefully you'll be the only undefeated by round four, unless it's going to be a huge one like Renegade.
3: Yep, exactly. So, like in a four round with only one undefeated, as long as you just keep winning your games, you're golden.
1: Mm-hmm. But
3: with multiple undefeateds, it's kind of weird where you can. Uh, Be winning all your games, but if you uh, score low, you can just come in second. So, if that's, like, your main goal, just, like, keep that in mind. Um, So, um, going in the first round, um, it was against uh, Richard. I want to say his last name is, like, Penthurst. He brought uh, three of his kids to the tournament, and my first round was against his youngest, so, and, uh, she was playing Joker, which is, like, kind of, like, your basic, um, bat box list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, uh, and it was Race for Glory. hmm So, knowing that, like, younger and new to the game, I kind of basically had to, like, make, make a decision to either, like, go super hard this round or, like, kind of pump the brakes. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Be a gentleman. Yeah, just kind of like let her like play her own game and learn and stuff. So, yeah. um, Fortunately, I was right next to uh, John Eggers. He is one of the GCPD guys. Mm -hmm. And so going into this, I basically had three. And then I also look into what is my going to be my end goal competition for a tournament. So then looking at it, I was worried about Eggers. Josh and uh, Adam from Minnesota. Yeah. And Eggers and Adam were basically playing two very similar lists in league. Um, So we can talk about that when we get to league later. And then uh, Josh was running like a weird like chip damage uh, Joker list. So like that kind of scared me in in my uh, six penguin list. Yeah, because they don't have a lot of endurance. Yeah, between a lot of random stuff, I think just drop penguins super easy. Mm Mhm. Um. So then I was fortunate enough to sit right next to Eggers playing his game right next to me in first round. So I was like, okay, I'll just pump the brakes here, check what he's doing all game, and kind of like closely match him for VPs. Yeah. Um. So, first round. Um. I basically just kind of just let King Shark sit on my objectives the whole game mm-hmm. and just kind of like, uh, we just had like a little battle between all my penguins and uh, her Joker thugs kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Um, not much to say about this game. The only thing, the highlight of this was uh, King Shark charged over Dynamite and Harley. Mm-hmm. So instead of a uh, gaggy, she had uh, Rebirth Harley in this list. Yeah. And um, so I charged over Dynamite and Harley with Shark. I hit Dynamite. He blew up with the charge. So that injured uh, my own high security Shark, killed his Dynamite, obviously, and then injured yeah. Harley right next to him. Mm-hmm. And then that damage proc'd Blood Scent. Mm-hmm. Off of King Shark, and that let me take out Harley. So that was like kind of like a cool oh, clutch man. moment with Shark. Yeah. Dynamite always be blowing up at the worst times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little moment. And um, I think it's, uh, I know, you know, for some of the listeners, it's a nice approach that you're taking the first game with a new player to the game as well, you know, a younger player as well, not just sort of going, well, I'm going to get 80 VPs here and just trample them into the ground so they never play again. So I, I like yeah. that approach.
2: And, and, you know, actually, I don't think that's the worst idea. If you really are pumping the brakes, like, first round, that's probably one of the better times to do it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, and, like, uh, I mean, if I so pump the brakes a little bit, I wouldn't have to play you in, in the last tournament. The last one? Uh, well, last one I was at. Oh, yeah. Uh, this first round, I just, I got the most wrapped, and it's like, but oh, you're playing Cookie, and it's like, oh. Yeah.
3: Stamp. Anyway, that was game two. And then, so that game, I uh, only scored 24, and I think she had, like, 10. Okay. Um, so, and then Eggers scored, like, 30, and I think Josh was, like, 36-ish. So, basically, going into round two, I was, like, 12 points down from the leader and, like, mm-hmm. close to 10-ish to Eggers. Yeah. Um, so kind of, like, knowing this now, I had to watch those two guys for the next round and then, like, potentially just max out my VPs, kind of put on, like, the afterburners and go pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so the second round was, uh, what what scenario? That was just skirmish. Uh, skirmish. I played on, like, a new board they had. Um, cool train. I forgot the company name, but just MDS. I think I saw uh, that train. One. Yeah, it's, really it's like the, high uh, Kind of your oh, different. Oh, it's it's kind of like a Renaissance esque buildings. Yeah.
2: When we post the video, I'll uh I'll make sure Darren puts the link in there because I saw their stuff.
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool board. Um, nice. And then I. <laughs> so <laughs> this is where I kind of like a conundrum as well. I played. Uh, I got pulled against Joey, which he's, like, a newer player from Des Moines. Okay. And then last tournament I went to, kind of the same thing happened where the round before yeah. him, I had scored very low VPs. Yeah. So, like, same thing. I kind of had to put on, like, the afterburners and kind of go hard if I was going to – basically, it was either that or I just, like, forfeit, like, first or second place, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, so like basically the same thing happened here where I was just down on VPs and I had to make a choice again. Um, and then I was sitting right next to Eggers and Josh, like the two tables, um, right next to me. So then I basically just like wanted to watch the game and then kind of see how it goes from there. So I went with, um, what was, I think I did. Reinforcements and a change of plans maybe. And then he went with like a change of plans, Titan Located, and vandalism. Okay. And um I oh on this one I decided to actually drop my second list. So I had Tanner and Classic Deadshot.
1: Nice. Um, so take it. He was playing a Bane, DKR a rebirth?
3: Yep, he was playing uh DKR. Bane with Rebirth Harley uh, both her dogs um, then like Kabuto uh, high security Tyrone and someone else I want to say um, so I was basically just like um, so this is like one of the scenarios where I kind of built that second list for Whereas in certain matchups, if I want to play like more defensively and it's kind of set up like a gun line. Yeah, I can with my two snipers. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go with that. And. um, I kind of do like a little trick, I think, I mean, Jason, I think has seen me do it all the time. Yeah. Um, with sewers, you can basically set up a spot in the corner of like a building, let's say. And you basically use one thirty mil base, put it in the dead corner, and then kinda at like a angle or whatever, you can put a sewer where no one can base the guy in that corner. Yep. So this is what I use for like sniper spots or just hiding spots to get away from melee threats, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um so I I set up a couple sewer spots for me to kinda like go around and get good angles with my shots. And uh just Joey hasn't like seen this before. He's new. So like that was pretty big. And um yeah. so first round he set up like bar sad in line of sight of both my snipers. Oh and um basically between Tanner and Classic Deadshot, they took him out first round. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just all positioning. And then second round, um, he sent Bane through the sewers, I think very last activation of his. And he actually set it up um, in a way that he basically could get to one of my snipers. and um, And I was fortunate enough to pull my own counter. Otherwise, he probably would have messed up classic Deadshot. And um, so then Deadshot just took some shots and went through the sewer and then dipped out. Yeah. And then it was just kind of just like a cat and mouse game from there. He was just afraid of my guns, obviously. And I was just like slowly Mm -hmm. picking him off and kind of flanking him with all my other stuff. And then playing defense with, funny enough, like Penguin and uh, Mason. Yeah, he's the elite thug. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, at one point I had, like, I think Mason knocked down Harley. And then Penguin was on Titan and did six blood to Harley. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's just great. So that was a pretty cool moment with uh, Penguin on foot. And uh, he's he's basically just uh, playing cat and mouse. And the thing he did wrong – so if I was playing against this matchup where – um, against two snipers, and they're going to play defensively in this scenario, you basically have to set up a way that the defensive player has to play offensively. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a bad matchup for you. Yeah. so and It's going to be a hard game for you. De- depending on the, uh, the mission,
0: which
2: I think you said was secure the area, right?
3: Uh, this was skirmish.
2: Skirmish, okay. Well, I normally yeah. I think against that scenario, you want to just like place your objective somewhere else and have it so you're going to be scoring more points than some. That's not always the possible, especially against Penguin but that's the first thing I'd look for because that forces them to either get off and start throwing models at you or you know, just hope somehow you fail yep.
3: or you don't get to an objective. Well, so like another one of my I guess go-to uh, tricks or plays a lot of people know me for is double fast advance. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a good scenario and good matchup where the Bane being a strategist, he could actually double fast advance on me, be up half the board. And then actually what I would have done, I would have dropped everything uh, objective wise that can go outside of my deployment into the middle. So I would be dropping Ace, uh, Wayne Tech and probably uh, Fire Barrel just because it's uh, two points around instead of Contraband where it's you could get you know. three, but you could also yeah. just get nothing or take a blood. True, because Bane doesn't have
2: anyone on the crew that's a handyman, does he? Uh,
3: not in that list, no. And actually, Penguin was a handyman, so like if yeah. eventually Penguin gets on it, it'd just be a bad drop. Mm-hmm. But uh, Fire Barrel's also just decent. Um against me, I had no guns that cared about lights. Both might have had scopes yeah. anyways. So, like, that didn't take, matter, fire and uh, fire is basically extra damage for that bang crew. Yeah. Um, so, that's what, in that matchup, I would have done, and that would have forced me to kind kind of uh, get a little bit more scrappy in the middle if I wanted to deny him,
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, whereas what he, he did, he dropped, like, Titan meds and ammo, so everything in my deployment zone. He didn't oh, yeah. fast advance at all. Oh, yeah. So, um, I don't think he fast mans. Anyways, like, one fast advance and not dropping outside of my deployment zone, just kind of, it's useless, basically, mm-hmm. in that matchup. Yeah. Just not going to do anything. I think that's um, the one thing a lot of players don't like. So, it was just his... a lot of, like, the pregame mistakes yeah. that. that he he did. And that was, like, a really brutal game for him. I think I, the end score was...
1: 53
3: to zero. Oof. Ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah you totally. I think that was 50 or 55,
2: but somewhere around there. Yeah. He texted me about
1: it. I mean, when he's listening to the list he had, I mean, I think the only sort of counter he's got to your tactic with the sewers and setting up your sniper spots is Rebirth Harley's got reach, I think, on the hammer. So possibly, you know, pushing the snipers off if you can get there. I, mean, I imagine you can deny ground. Yeah. The fact you've got the, the explosive penguins to sort of deny her lanes to get to those as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which no, I so don't I think have, is a great.
2: The pregame I don't is think it's a great. One hundred percent. just to,
3: like be chasing my guns, kind of. Um, she's like an acrobat. Defense four, like my guns. Both my guns shooting at her with like her four movement would. Just like struggle to kill her. So like she's a perfect uh model to grab either um either uh the objectives. I would probably put her on Wayne Tech. Uh most likely. Because then she can get Gosh. some like random good good stuff out of there. Like she can get a grapple gun. Which is or the, good. like
2: anything in that crew and anything in that list sort of helps him. It's easy to get into disruptor, yeah. The disruptor which yeah, then then against my
3: crew, she can like go out and disrupt one of my guns that round or just power armor just to make his yeah. crew more tanky.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, like, imagine if Bane pulls power armor out of there, you know, he's desensitized, defense four, neg one wound, and he was camp specials to ignore damage, yeah. Um.
1: So a lot of this comes down to something that me and Jason have talked about in previous episodes where we've referenced some of your games as well, and it is the importance of getting that pregame stuff right and sort of set yourself up for the game and knowing how you're going to play.
3: Yeah, 100%. Um, Because also bringing up our old game, I think I lost most of that just in the pregame. Yeah, most of it was pregame, and then on top of that, just making bad plays in the game definitely did not help. Yeah. Um, But But yeah, I think that's what a lot of um, players – uh, getting into the game struggle with is you can definitely lose this game in the pregame. So it's a little harsh in that sense. Yeah. And Whereas no, if you make a wrong to, like, move in the pregame, exactly. you can kind of just almost table. just call it there. But it's yeah. always good to play out a game and you might like learn something uh in the late rounds where it actually might be closer than you thought Um because the opponents mm-hmm. can always make mistakes as yeah. well. So yeah, no, I don't. I no. think no matter what, I think people should just play out the game. I don't think uh,
2: really. I agree with you. You know, I was recently just play testing the militia list uh, that I'm probably going to take to one of these tournaments, and you know, early game I was like, "Oh, I have this. Like, it just seems like I'd win," and I didn't both times. That's why I played out the game.
1: Yeah, the last yeah. the last game I played was a, a practice using one of the two lists I'm going to talk about a bit later on. And, you know, I think first turn I was 12 to nothing up victory point-wise. And second turn I was like 20 to three up. Um, but just with the way the, the game played and a couple of turns and me not committing myself a turn earlier than I should have done, um, brought it back to a, a draw for 35-34. So yeah. Yeah, definitely playing the game out. And The guy I was playing against, he's a good friend of mine, um, he picked up a lot and sort of saw the importance of um, some injectives that he'd not really played into before.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, round five and six can swing games pretty massively because that's where like a lot of crews either fall apart or break through the other crew. Yeah. And they can play catch up, especially Penguin. Um, he can His crew can be a little slow. It can also be fast, but um, he kind of wants to march up the board in a group. And he mm-hmm. might be down early game, but if he gets one or two good rounds of scoring, he can just rack up insane amount of VPS. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll I'll touch on it when we talk about the crew, but that is actually what happened because it was Penguin that I was playing into.
3: Gotcha. And you were playing League, or...
1: I was I was actually playing um, uh, Brave and the Bold List on that oh, one. Okay. Um. So. Good, really solid positive score. So how were you sitting at the end of round two?
3: Uh, so round two, um, so mid game, I was like uh, of two, I was like up, but I haven't really like kicked in full gear until um, right, right next to me was Josh and Adam playing. And like Josh just like his first two, three rounds were really quick and the chip damage like – I don't think Adam was ready for it and just like completely rolled his crew and I think he scored like 40ish points and he was done like way before us. Um so then I like that's when I kept in mind so that's why I was like kind of just really pushing myself to get like the high high points on this one. Mm-hmm. And I think even Eggers was up there at that round. Um so going into Round three, I surpassed – I think I was in first then because I think I surpassed them. I think I scored like 12-ish, 13 points above everyone else. So that like kicked Josh and Eggers out of first and second, put me up there, and then I had to face Eggers third round. And then Josh had to play – who did he play? Uh, I think Court of Owls.
2: Yeah, he probably played um, Harrison.
3: Uh no, Harrison oh, was, was playing Cobra. Um, Jacob oh, okay. he's another Minnesota guy. I think he's he's running okay. an eight-man owl list. Okay. So I think that's who Josh played. Yeah. Um, and then going into this, it was scenario. It was looting. And um, Egger's list was his basically his two list pair is um, it was like a Talia an elite henchman list and Raw's like a rat catcher list. Yeah. So like these are like the, basically Eggers and I were talking before the tournament about the, his list, and like I was thinking about running these for Renegade. So they're really solid list. I know what they can do, and they're pretty scary. So going to looting, I pretty much knew he's gonna drop the elite henchman list because a he didn't really have rat catcher like he had a barho for me, but he just like never did throughout the whole day. And then B, it's just like a better list for this scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, So going into it, I knew I could not expose myself first turn because he was just faster, more aggressive, and did more damage than me. Um, So I knew I had to take a hit first round and get down on VPs and then play for the end game. So I think this is another thing that a lot of people – um, struggle with too, is I feel like they um,
1: need to like like, like stay quick.
3: with the opponent all game. Yeah, like if they get if they're about to score two points, I feel like people are like oh crap they're gonna score two points. I have to score two somehow. So then they like overexpose themselves, overcommit, and put models in just dumb spots, and that model dies, and they're actually now four points down. Let's say so it's, it's yeah. just digging a deeper hole for them.
1: So basically so, play um, your own game and chase the game.
3: Yeah. Um, then you just have the... And that's where, like, I was, I've was i talked to Jason about this before. Um, going into matchups, how I do it and how I look at it, um, and it really helps, like, your growth of the game, is you have to look at the two, two lists that you're going against and decide, obviously, which one of your two lists is better, but then... That's a whole another story. But when you get those yeah. two to side, then you have to see who is like going to be the aggressor and who's like the defender in the scenario and this matchup. So um, he's the aggressor in this matchup. I'm the defender. So um, I have to kind of pick defensive uh, strategies and just play defensively and work on the late game. So I went with change of plans and patrol uh, basically. Um, and I went with my full penguin boat list um, just for like the late game. It's a little bit better with more bodies, uh, potentially more scoring and shark and high security can kind of deal with his elite henchman ninjas.
2: Yeah. So I'm so, new, I'm assuming you patrolled up uh, Tanner just to get a better positioning.
3: Uh, Tanner had a pretty good spot. He had like an okay spot first round. So I, I, so in looting objectives are the far side of 18 away from you or not 18 away from you, the 18 in the middle of the board. Yeah. So shark goes 13 inches. I deploy uh four. Mm-hmm. So that's a total of 17 there. Yeah. So I'm a few inches shy of reaching one of my objectives with shark. So I deployed him and what that does is then if he wants to contest that objective, if I'm going last, Shark's my last activation. So that means uh, he's... Basically, if he wants to contest one of mine, um, he's going to get ripped up by Shark, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I patrolled up Shark, put up uh, all my miniguns kind of in the middle, put Tanner in an OK-ish position. Um, there's like a lot of... There's pretty good line of sight blocking for this board. Yeah. Um. And then he went with fast advance, a uh, vandalize, and a patrol. Whereas I think he kind of messed up on and instead of a fast advance, I think he should have dropped uh, a change of plans as well. Because, uh, his list had two undercovers and two hiddens already. Yeah. So like, I can't already match that speed for first round objectives. So like, I knew I was going to get uh, – I think the bonus VPs in this scenario is four points for scoring two of your own Yeah. first round. So I basically knew I was going to give that up and be down um, probably close to at least seven, eight VPs first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if he would have done change of plans, he still would have got those four points, and he could have messed with one of my objectives. Um, so my change of plans, I rolled a five, thank God. And I pulled my ammo just straight towards my penguins. Um, just so late game, if they're sitting on that, they can just try to pump out shots every round. Yeah. And um, I think if he would have changed plans and rolled decent, he could have put in just a weird spot for me. Hmm. Um. So first round, I, I, I think I pull. No, no. Eggers pulls his counter. He makes me go first, so then he has last at at last activation. Yeah. So that means like my shark game plan is kind of out the window. Mm Um, he'd have last activation, so shark would just kind of just be doing nothing. Um, so it's just a lot of moving around. I was taking random pop shots with uh like rocket penguins moving up, didn't connect anything. Um. And the big thing, the last two activations for him were uh Goro and Damien. My last two activations were Tanner and Shark so um he goes with Damien, maybe I had a last activation. I can't remember I think I did have a last activation for some reason um anyways, he goes with Damien's contest my uh meds that Shark can get to. Okay. And but he set up in such a way that Shark's base could not physically land in base to base with them. Mm. Um so he set up well. But then one of the things that was blocking Shark was a lamppost. So then I went with Tanner. Tanner could see the light post, so he shot it and got rid of it. Yeah. And then this basically forced his Goro <clears throat> to move in that same spot where the lamppost was, so that way King Shark could not get to either of them. As well. And I think it wasn't like a terrible move to shoot the lamp. But in the long run, like if I thought about it, it didn't really do much for me.
1: It just basically forced Goro into a spot that he was
3: kind of comfortable with anyways. And it kind of, quote unquote, wasted a magazine. You could have theoretically just put one bullet and shot someone else twice. He was hiding with everyone else. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's either just, you know, full rate of fire and take out this l- lamppost or just move this round and save my mags. In the long run, I think saving the mags would have played out better. Yeah. But yeah, shot the lamppost and then dipped through the sewer. And this is uh, another uh situation where I set up a really good spot for Tanner in a corner of a building. Basically just overlooking the whole middle zone. And um that was like one of Eggers' mistakes where he didn't vandalize like that sewer. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I set my other sewers up in like weird spots as well, but he should have definitely vandalized that one. And um, yeah, we talked about it. Like I think first round how he said, yeah, that, that was a mistake and talked about it for a little bit. And um, so then going into the second round uh, in the bag, I had three counters. He had his two. And then Shark, I set up Shark in a way that if I had pulled counter, he could have charged over Damien and then just pumped out seven attacks on him. But then he ends up pulling a second counter. And then um, I was like, eh, well, crap, I'm going to lose Shark now. Because um, like Damien could go into him and then any one of his henchmen could let's go and probably kill him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he set up then I set up a uh, shark for, like, three defense, four attack. He maxed out Damien, uh, grappled Haibusa on Titan, and then, like, set up Goro for, like, half and half. And um, so he ends up going with Damien. And I waste all my block dice. And I think he does only two blood, I think. But he wastes all my defense and... Um, So, basically, I was like, well, it's a 50-50% chance if he dies, essentially, because he lets goes. That's 50 50 chance. And then high Boost was, like, on Titan with, like, four attacks or five attacks. Um, And then I mentioned this to him. I was like, well, a let's go, and you just kill um, Shark. And he was, like, looking at it, and, like, he didn't uh, remember that a let's go is within – free within four inches of a leader. Yeah. So like I was really fighting myself. So it's either so it's like, uh, do I tell him about mm-hmm. this and put myself down the hole even more? Yeah. Um, and lose shark and potentially just probably just uh, draw this game or maybe just go into a loss late game without shark. Yeah. And um, so I was like, yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell him. This is this is top table. So. Yeah. Um, and I, I mentioned to him previously like about the let's go. Mm-hmm. And then he was like looking at it. He had uh one special in Hayabusa. but he needed that basically two grapple. To grapple to on. There. Yeah. And so like he just didn't uh didn't click in his mind that leaders give out free let's goes. So then he ends up passing the activation to me. Shark puts out, I think, three blood, three stun on Goro, and then just like backs out of there. Like, yeah. deep into my lines. And then uh, that whole round, like, Haibusa goes into, like, I think Penguin on Duck. He does, like, four blood to him on the Duck. And uh, I put in all my attacks on Haibusa. Being defense by martial artist, like, not good math there. But I think I put out six minigun shots, two rocket shots, six stabs with high security, and I think four stabs with Mason. The only damage I did to him was with an explosive penguin. <laughs> <laughs> so that was basically just on as auto hit, two up roll. And that was the, I think, the only damage I did to him that round. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. Like, this game's going to go bad if I can't take out like one henchman a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he later in that round committed Damien deep into my lines to try to scalpel out King Shark. Yeah. And he needed, out of four attacks, I think, he needed three of them to connect. Mm. And he only had two connects. So King Shark was at six out of eight blood at the end of round two. Yeah. And at this point, I think I was down like 10-ish BP. So round three, I had three counters to his one in the bag. And uh, Damien was just in base-to-base of Shark. So it's like, well... I could probably just delete Damien if I go first. And then, like, Eggers kind of knew this. He was like, well, I'm set up in a bad spot. I basically need this round. So I was like, I got you, bro. Let me pull the counter. So I dip into the counter bag and then pull out Eggers' counter. So he got <laughs> yeah. three out of his three counters for the first half of the game. First, yeah. So what ended up happening was Sharp with two blood left. Damien killed him. And then kind of went to an annoying spot around the corner. And um, I think I had a pretty clutch moment with um, some mini penguins this round. I dropped uh, Goro and I knocked down Damon at the end of the round. So then the last three rounds are me going into the next round. Damon was knocked down. So like uh, high security, I think hit five times did four blood and hit with the crit to knock him out. And then I like did a let's go chain. He set up super aggressively with high I did a let's go chain and high, Haib- uh, Busa got dropped by Mason. The 16th thug, which that dude is a beast for 16 points. Yeah, man. He's hitting up. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I set him up with three attacks. Um, after knocking out Damien, high uh, high security went over to base him so I can get the mobster bonus. So, like, that little thug was pumping out four attack dice. He's only doing one blood, but he's uh, wounding on threes. We're rolling, so there's like super reliable damage if you hit. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think I only needed two blood to kill him that activation. So, he got the two hits and two wounds, killed him. And then after this, we, like, both realized, like, I just got across the hurdle for the late game. And then, mm-hmm. like, the last two rounds, um, not a whole lot happened. It's just, like, um, or round five, like, almost nothing happened. And then round yeah. six, we're to a point where Eggers could draw if he killed Penguin. Yeah and i needed so this is super sketchy moment so he knocked down penguin the turn before with high security okay um and then tanner was on my ammo he reloaded so he had a full shot yeah so um is either stand up with penguin so he can defend himself but yeah. i think he would still get dropped by talia going in there in high security mm mm-hmm. mhm um, so Tanner I chose to, to kind it of play, it's risky in a sense, but not too risky. Tanner needed two shots to connect with high security to knock him out. Yeah. Or obviously three shots to kill. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, um, I took Did the damage shot. shot you know, let's go. With, that you
2: could have done if that failed. Here was that all you had?
3: Um, Your penguins are alive. He had, like, a random assassin out on the flank. He was just he scored uh, Ace Chemicals, I think, five or six of the rounds with that guy. Okay. And then he had Talia and High Security left. Yep. In the middle fighting okay. a decent and amount of crew. Penguin and Tanner? Tanner, High Security, Elite Thug, and some Penguins left. Okay. So I had a good amount, but just, like, all my Penguins were out of ammo. I was off the ah, okay. I was off the boat. Um he was contesting my ammo, so I couldn't get many penguins in there. So it's just a weird situation in there. Um so I went with a Tanner shot. I connected three out of three and wounded all three. So I didn't fled nice. them and just took him out. And then and, the even then he still had the chance to go in with Talia with four attacks. Yeah. The penguin was still knocked that. down. Mm-hmm. But he needed six blood to go through.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So he needed three out of his four attacks to go through. Yeah. And he ended up, I think, only doing two blood to mm-hmm. him. And then everyone else just killed Talia. Mm-hmm. So last round, um, I think I went into it with a two-point lead. Because I remember like counting him out the VPs. I was like, I need a lot of things to kind of go my way. Um, otherwise, if if Eggers and I would have tied, it actually would have uh, leapfrog Josh in the first place. Is he won his third round? And um, so, like going in the third, uh, third or sixth round, the third game, I kind of knew I had to like pull out this somehow. So that sixth round ended up being a sixteen point DP swing for me. By killing Talia, killing high security, and holding two three-point objectives and an ace. That was a huge swing that got me the VPs I needed to place first over Josh, even though we were both undefeated. Mm -hmm. I got, I think, I was like 10 or 12 VPs above him at the end.
1: Yeah. But it's a good way to end the tournament when it's decided on the last round of the last game.
3: Yeah, the, it was yeah. A intense game. Sorry, Shout out to Eggers. because like, we had a blast this whole time. Like it was an amazing game. It went like back and forth. We had crazy activations. Like one of the things that happened, high security um, got shot by Tanner earlier in the game. I hit with all three, and then I failed. I rolled triple ones to wound him. So I did, Man. instead of doing nine blood to him, I did three stun to him. Yeah. So, like, that was, like, we just had, like, crazy moments like that happen. and mm-hmm. pulling the, you know, the rounds when he needed them. I got oh, yeah. I got, like, a clutch knockdown on Damien. Stuff like that. It was just an intense game throughout the whole time. So we were, like, both talking about it afterwards. And I think that's one of our favorite games of Batman we've ever played. And Eggers is a very solid opponent. He's, like, the type of guy you want to play at a tournament. He's, um, he's like, very clear-cut what he's intending to do, and he makes sure his opponent's on the same page. And uh, he's, just, he's just a great guy around, good opponent.
2: Yeah, no, being clear, clear of the points is uh, my favorite part. You know, like, the best thing you do in a tournament. Yeah. You know, I don't think anyone likes playing against someone like... Me as the opponent, I'm not even sure what you're doing until you, you know, are rolling the dice
3: yeah. or like
2: afterwards, even. And I'm like, What just happened? And it's like, Oh, I killed Damien. It's like, Oh, that's what you were rolling for. Got it.
1: Tell right. me, tell Got me what you're doing. Tell me what you're rolling. Tell me what's going to happen. Yes. Then I can make my decision. It's fine. Yes. <laughs>
3: well, not only that, like, we, um, like, we make sure, uh, we like, stay in touch. is like, we, we, we're both on the same page knowing stuff, so it's, like, he'll, like, um, know my threat, essentially, and I'll know his threat, so we'll both, like, agree, yeah. like, we'll, like, you know, put out a proxy basis, like, do you agree that this is out of X models threat range and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no. it's like, we're both on the same page uh, 100%. Yeah. Of the case, which is, it's good to get into um, the habit of that. Yeah, very but good. There, like, another bad thing kind of a bad thing for Batman in a sense is how like your plan is kind of hidden from your opponent. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the opponent, you shouldn't be telling what your opponent, what you're trying to do, but um, like a lot of times I'll tell people my threat ranges and um, I have like no problems answering questions or telling them what they do. Yeah, I feel like a lot. You know, because I mean, that's just knowledge about the
2: game, and that's like you know, yeah. Presumably, you know, I think when the game's written, you should always assume the opponent has the same knowledge, but in reality, they don't. And you know, it always feels bad winning a game just because it's like you didn't know about this rule; you could have easily gotten past this. Yeah,
1: but I, I've you had know, like I've had the fire cutters. Yeah, definitely, I've had it the opposite way where you know I've 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 said to my opponent, right? I know you've got this model. I know it's got acrobat. I know it's got fast. I know how you, I can just about see how you set up. So is, your, is this your maximum threat distance? And then he turned around, activated the line and gone, oh, by the way, it had a grapple gun. Um, and so I'm going extra distance. Yeah. And it's like, I, I asked you categorically, what was your maximum threat range with the way the counters were set up? And you, you basically, you, you've almost lied to me about it. And it's a feel bad moment for the game.
3: It is.
2: Yeah, I've I've had that where I asked, it's like, do you have a strategist or anything that plays in the pregame, and you said no. I'm obviously, March is a strategist, or uh or when you're asking like what's someone's start range, and they just say I can hit you. It's like, well, that doesn't answer my question. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like you can hit me. So does that mean your max start range is the end of the table? Like, yeah. What are we doing here?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, one thing that um, we, we've just trialed recently and um, we've actually just put a battle report up on YouTube um, with one of the guys from a YouTube channel that I played a game with uh, a while back. Um, and he's, he's got colored counters that he basically is putting next to the models that shows what's in movement, special attack and defense. Um, so it's really sort of obvious how they're set up without having to look over at dice setup and things as well.
3: Yeah. Uh, I see uh, Wash uh, about half that today. It was, yeah, uh, South Coast I haven't watched it yet. Like yeah, it was really cool. I really like those counters, um, especially for like a battle report. It makes it very easy for the watcher to kind of see what's going on.
0: Yeah,
3: that was really uh, cool.
1: uh, that was that was Tom's idea with it, and um, you know, shout out to him for inviting me to do it as well. But we've um, I've kind of not mentioned it because he had it with his Patreon followers before, um, and he's mm-hmm. just putting it up on the general channel I think today. Um, but yeah, I, I really like those. I'll be trying to pick some of those up myself. I think.
2: Yeah, you might have
1: to send me a link that sound nice. We you should
2: know, keep you in the You know who makes
1: those? Is that uh, it was actually Tom himself who'd arranged for them to be made, so I don't know which company he's got them through. Um but they're a bit of a okay. cost job. Um but they're, yeah. they're not not on the market as far as I'm aware at the moment. Yeah,
3: gotcha. fancy stuff. One right,
1: um, of any... fancy stuff. But uh, we'll we'll keep you up to date and see if we can get some shipped over.
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed those. Those were
1: those were cool. Okay, so sounds like a, a really super, super solid tournament. Nicely organized, good set of opponents, and uh, I had some good things about the prize supports as well.
3: Yeah. yeah. Minnesota always has just great prize support.
0: They really do. You can pretty
3: – you know, you pay 10, 15 bucks to get in. You can walk away with, you know, 50 bucks of stuff that you see. Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of people
2: are driving out there, so I think it's just, you know, I don't know if they're they're consciously aware of it, just you know, it's always nice to be like, hey, it's worth the gas money. I mean not really, but it totally is. I go have fun.
3: Uh for You're me coming back. Traveling, Batman's such a small community, so like yeah. I, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and we had a good community here, but then it just kinda died after second edition came out. So it's basically just me and my buddy Sean here. So any opportunity I get to uh, drive and play games of batman um like i just, yeah i i enjoy just playing the game so
0: yeah
2: for agreed.
3: me personally yeah. i don't really care about prizes it's just about getting games in and enjoying yeah meeting new people and just talking I'm, I'm not really walking there going oh i'm gonna get the prize support you know yeah that's just icing on the cake really yeah
1: so talking about events, one thing we didn't do at the start was give a shout-out to the events that we've got coming up. So we, we, know, we know the big ones, Renegade, which is sold out for the Saturday with 48 players, which should make it the biggest BMG event ever. Yes, uh, Do they still have any spaces for the Friday or Sunday? Do you guys know?
3: Uh, I want to say they still do. I think, I they, think, think they have about really. 10 spots for yeah. each. Uh, Friday is Ten $2. or less, so 2.50... Uh, standard tournament and Sunday Sunday is a duos. Two, two, two it's a duos, but they made their own format where it's more about just goofy, uh, just doing goofy things throughout the game, essentially. Yeah. So it's just not like your typical duos format where you just try to build the most broken and absurd thing possible, essentially. Hmm. So that, that that might be like a pretty cool and uh, change of pace.
2: Yeah, just a nice chill way to end the renegade open
1: yeah nice um so what other events have you got coming up on your side of the pond
2: oh we have the gcpd sponsoring um the eight hour ish halloween bmg event uh which is at i want to say it's at mayhem comics um you know des moines on the 27th of next month yep 27th of october Yeah,
3: because
2: it's Halloween themed, obviously. So
3: so I think they're expecting probably 12-ish, like probably 12 minimum players for that. Um, I know me and my buddy Sean are going to that. Yeah, but I'm definitely going hotel already reserved. Let's do it. I'm going to be probably playing a really weird list. I think I sent it to Jason already. (laughs) I don't know if you sent it to me, but you mentioned it, where you, you were going to be playing. Was
2: it the Militia List you were talking about?
3: Yeah, it was going to be a Scarecrow-led Militia List with, uh, I think I had King Shark and Grundy in the list. Yeah, and then and the other one, did you have uh, Man Bat and also Grundy? No, it was just uh, Grundy, King Shark,
0: and okay.
3: um, I had... High security and medic in there and the high security had like I think he's decked out with fifteen hundred dollars basically everything. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that'll be absolutely mad, but uh we want to hear about that one.
3: Yeah, yeah. just uh, just a goofy list and mm-hmm. it should be a lot fun to play. Yeah. Uh I'm
2: for that one, I'm either gonna run the militia list that I've been kind of working with, uh since I just got a merc list, or I might play Brave and the Bold or Militia and just run Goofy stuff. I honestly haven't really committed yet That's what I'm
0: doing.
1: Well, for, for us, we've got... Um, we, don't see, we don't have a lot of tournaments um, coming up at the moment, um, particularly in the north of England where I am, but we have got a mega event weekend which is going on at Homeforth Gaming Centre and they are having a Batman tournament on the Saturday of that, which is... Uh, Eternal format, 350 points, three round. Um, Only limit on it is two magic users per list. Other than that, it's pretty much a free-for-all because Mark who runs that likes to try and keep as much of the community he can from first in there by letting the Eternal models in. Mm. So me and my brother and two of our buddies are probably going to go over to that one. I don't know how many places he's got booked at the moment, but last time I think we had about 12 players there, which was a good turnout.
3: Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, you get over like 10 players for a Batman event. It's just a solid turnout. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to get in touch with Dom and a couple of the guys on the South Coast to see if they want to come up. The only trouble is it's like a five, six hour drive for them or a coach trip. Yeah. I mean, any longer than five hours. And as I said to Cookie last week, you know, we end up in the sea if going certain directions, but um, Uh, Aside from that, that's pretty much it until the end of the year, as far as I know, at our end of the country. Um, I know the last event that Dom did run um, had pretty low turnout for him. So he's taken a bit of a hiatus, but there should be some more coming up, um, certainly in London at Dark Sphere before the end of the year.
0: Yeah,
3: sure. So now we're into the holiday season. I think a lot of, uh, you see a lot of less events. I think, mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, we'll, we'll have to see the impact of third. If indeed we do get third edition, we'll have on events as well.
2: Yeah, which I wanted to briefly mention, actually. Um, so obviously, we don't know anything about third. I mean, maybe Cookie does. I don't know. We're not going to grill about it. But uh, if there's anything from second ed that you're like, maybe a rule you've always hated or something you've always wanted to change or tweaked at, if you ever had any insights. You know, we've had it for like two years now, a little it's bit longer.
3: It's right around two. Years. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think it came out in twenty fifteen. And then really, you know, how I kind of look at second two. Um, the first like what six months of second was just those small releases, and then they started doing bat boxes. Yeah, the bat boxes,
2: and then you know later on we got the decaris starter set. Yeah, that's been yeah. second. I think fully hit its stride. Um, I've been super happy with it. There's not too many rules I would change, except for maybe the runaway. <laughs> Yeah. That make that a, I that delete it or actually make it a little bit more impactful instead of just it hurts the player that's already losing.
3: That can, honestly,
2: that probably doesn't even need to be in the game. But yeah, it really doesn't. Most players forget about it, but it's like, I don't know, maybe if you want to, like, make it actually impactful, I think it could be thematic. I mean, I'd imagine a bunch of Joker clowns or mobsters just running away after shit gets bad. I don't know. I don't I don't think it should be, you know, your crew got hurt. One random guy runs away. You
1: know. I think I know. in the last sort of dozen tournaments I've played in, including first edition, I don't I think I've only ever seen one game where it's actually happened. And yeah. in that game the crew ran away, the opponent got the four victory points and the crew that had run away was so far ahead on victory points that it won anyway.
3: Yeah. I think that's just a weird interaction yeah. that can happen.
1: I mean, it had an interesting effect on the tournament results, but um, yeah, like I say, I don't think it needs to be in the game at all.
2: No, I mean, especially if most players forget about it. Like that's
3: if players are forgetting about it, it's practically not in the game. Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now that just uh, scares away new players is just rules bloat and just how like deep this game can go. Yeah,
2: I think it has a very low, uh, low, low floor, but super high feeling or ceiling, especially in the pregame. You know, there's just a lot of little interactions you can do that I don't think you've seen in a lot of other games.
3: Yeah, like the basic mechanics are very simple. Um, yeah, it's just like the amount of traits out in the game like mm. can scare a lot of people. Just. Yeah, a, I think anyway. it helps
2: know that, that, that the traits are in the back of the card and you can physically read them. Yeah, That was a good step in
3: that. Yeah, but even direction. then, like, one just random guy, five trait.
2: Oh, yeah. Or someone like De- or uh, Rebirth Bane just like his whole card's just traits. Yeah. So yeah, I
1: mean... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just overall, you know, I'm happy pretty much with this, the way the game sits at the moment. Just you know, little tweaks to our trait here, maybe give us an FAQ to update some of the early second head releases to to third head standard if they do bring a third head standard in.
2: Yeah, I, you know, if they go that route, um, I mentioned this the cookie. I I really hope if they, um, you know, if they kind of like, I know some players really want them to do more and streamline the early game, just make it very beginner friendly. Uh, me personally, and I know a lot of others like the way it is, like the the pregame uh, phase, and you know, are cool with a little grindy early game. Yeah. I kind of wish they did what 40k do, where they have, uh, can, you know, your standard play and then your powerpoints for more friendly stuff. You know, maybe they're you could toss it up somehow. I mean, like every, I don't know. I don't know how you'd have to write it. Batman be very, very, very weird getting rid of the, a lot of the pregame phase without having to, you know, overhaul everything
3: yeah the enjoyment i personally get out of this game is comes from uh like list building uh just kind of like dojoing matchups and you know how to beat what yeah and also the pregame, like those are my no, yeah. those are probably like my top three favorite things about this game yeah i
2: really like i like i brought it down to where you have options and you're always forced to make choices i think a good game you're always forced to make a choice and you're not always sure if it's the right choice. And maybe that's me just being, you know, an above average player, but not really you know, top tier where it's like, I don't know what choice to make, guys. You know, I always feel like I'm making a gamble. But then you know, where other games from... are like forty K, it's just it's all or nothing. You don't really have to make a super hard choice.
3: Yeah. And then coming from like a new player's perspective, um uh yeah, it's just uh so, like, my favorite thing is about the pregame, but also, like, that is such, like, I was talking about earlier, you can just lose in the pregame. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it is a bad, it's, it's good and bad. Like,
2: it adds oh, to yeah. a lot I of, I think damage. it's good at the tops here, but for new players, it's really actually, you're just going to get your teeth kicked in, especially if you, like, take just, you know, if you just preset it's like, I'm taking patrol, change of plans, or passive advance vandalism. You know? Yeah. So, like
3: the four everyone
2: always takes uh, Well,
3: and then like uh, for instance Fast Vance could just be a negative if you take it Yeah, doesn't always help you um, it's a double edged sword yeah and I think I think that's uh, I wouldn't mind seeing kind of I'd really miss it if a lot of the trick Same. game went but that's something that could go to help new players out yeah, and I do think
2: Batman has, since it's a really small community, like, I mean, you know, I don't know if we personally talked about it, but all the guys that play a lot, they're all the same people. They're all the same people at the top tables, and they just get it. Everyone else, like, here in the Chicago area, anyone who's ever played Batman is a beginner besides myself, for the most part, or they've been playing for a while, but they're stuck in Eternal, and they haven't really messed around with strategies. You know, it's just kind of... Uh... I don't know. It's a very high too, and there's not too many people on it.
1: Yeah, you, there's, a sort of, there's a sort of plateau you reach and then that next step is almost your pregame. You get your pregame right and you then start hitting top tables.
3: Yeah, yeah, you can play well and that's like a, a next level and then mm-hmm. like you're saying if you if you set up the pregame where you're like a one step ahead of your opponent and you play well, it's it's um. Like, yeah. against people that aren't as experienced, it can be, like, kind of uh, demoralizing or whatever. Yeah. Because
2: I think I play well, but I don't always have the best pregame. That's that's where I think I'm at.
3: Because, Working on that pregame. Uh, but... Yeah, for instance, like, against my second-round opponent, Joey, um, his pregame basically set him up in such a way that he might have felt like it was just completely unwinnable. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Which I kind of agree. Like, the way he did the pregame, it was just a really rough game for him. But just a yeah. few little tweaks he could have done in the pregame could have set him up to a lot closer game. Yeah. And I know
2: also, um speaking of pregame, but specifically instead of strategies, uh, the sewers and lamps, I kind of see them changing. You know, instead of it's just like this player places X sewer and lamp, maybe it's just like either tables are preset with them or they have more instructions. It's like, hey, they have to go in like, Each coordinate of the table just kind of limits you. Yeah. I could just see them doing that for simplicity and being like, hey, this is a city, let's just do this for sewers, you teleport lamps helps you see a little bit. Instead of, you know, using it how you do, which I really like. But as a newbie and as someone looking into the game, it's like that's that's kinda gamey, you know, where you cock block uh, roofs or certain objectives and you're just like, Great, you have to deal with this now.
1: Exactly. But uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, because uh, they've got the announcements coming out. Hopefully, I'll get the cast out in time for that week.
2: Probably. We generally uh, do. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah. We'll, we'll see what comes through.
2: Yeah. Only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say about it was them teasing third and just being like, third's coming. Um, I think that was kind of a bad thing they could have done. They could have waited and been like, hey, third's coming. Here's a little bit about it. You know, because I'm personally on the Discord page, there was a lot of talk like they're taking our game or it's fine, it's nothing. And really, overall, no one knows anything.
1: Yeah, we just take it, take it as we think it. Like I say, first to second was a massive step forward for me. I really like the changes they make. Hopefully, they'll just keep the core of the game and, you know, bring it up to spec. But um, with that, we can then start looking at the crudel that we've wanted to talk about how to play with and against and you referenced it with the the matches you had at the tournament cookie um league of assassins or league of shadows or league of whatever
3: yes do we want to jump into just like different builds or do we actually want to run down i think let's mod- first
2: what we what we did with uh
1: hour not no, i think we talked about um ivy and one other crew um or ivy
2: yeah, we kind of just cherry picked a couple models and were like, Hey, these are like your big hitters here. You're gonna see my list a lot. And then, you know, just kind of like talk about overall, like this is what they wanna do. Here's some of the top list builds, and general things to keep in mind if you're going against them, you know. Here yeah. are the rejects, so we uh we don't want to dive into every model like super detailed.
1: Yeah, and one of the things is you know, what what makes the crew um unique and what sets it apart from the other the other ways that you can build crews. Um, you know, and I'll start off with league by saying that they're the crew that's got the leader sidekick options.
3: Yeah, they have. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, So, Yeah. So, what, Queen,
2: what, Talia, uh, Merlin, Roz is only a leader, but you know, I'm going to mention them. Uh, and then is the other Talia a sidekick, or is she yeah, a two sidekick, yeah, there's three. Actually, isn't there three? Yeah, there's comic like the. The actual good one, and then you have DKR. Yeah. Yeah. Although no one takes the comic one. No. If you have that model painter up with something cool,
3: no one's going to take her in anyway. league. So, like the <laughs> two awesome. standout, uh, like leader psychic models for me are Talia and Braz.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think they you start to build your list around the leader that you take almost with League,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, especially Talia.
1: Um, because you're putting so many points in as well. Um, I think Merlin sort of skirts around the outside a little bit, but he doesn't specialize enough or necessarily support his crew enough as a leader for me, although he's got some nice little tricks.
3: Yeah, Merlin's interesting. Um He's, like, decent at everything. But not uh, spectacular at one one thing.
1: I and mean, you just see, you know, particularly when you, you're looking at models like Talia and Raz, he's expensive.
3: Yeah, but, like, Raz, like, specializes in chopping your head off. So, like... Yeah. Um, he is... So, like, he kind of, like, fills a role that you want, whereas um building a list when if you're going to take Merlin he might be like well what do I kind of do with him type of thing
1: yeah it's a it's a difficult one
3: um so for like me the two leaders that i would uh or bosses i guess i would go towards would be Raz and Talia um where Talia um She's like a solid melee, uh, solid melee speeder. But then she also supports her henchmen uh, pretty drastically. So she turns them kind of to a uh, new level. They're immune to the damage accumulation. And um, what was the other thing? Immune to willpower drop.
1: Yeah, so it's basically uh, psycho and desensitized, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't know why they didn't call it that, but I mean, I think it's literally those two rules just worded differently.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the um, it, it ties in nicely, you know, depending on the crew you're playing into with the um, minus two to willpower tests.
3: Yeah, yeah. So like a, uh, ta- a typical Talia build uh, for me is just you just take her, And you just try to max out the best henchmen as possible. So, like, uh, the list I was talking about earlier with, like, Eggers, like, that would be one of my lists if I played League was uh, Talia, Damien, Hayabusa, Goro, High Security, uh, the 20-rep, just Assassin, and then the 24-point Tension Assassin. Yeah. And then you basically give Damien... Undercover. So then you have him with a grapple gun undercover. You have Haibusa that you give a grapple gun. And I personally throw ninth on him. The ninth medallion. So then you have two undercover. uh, Grapple gun katana wielders. That are just extremely scary for anyone. And then uh, I do combat bracers. On Goro and high security. So like they're your beefy boys. That you want to take hits. And they're just hard to chew through with, you know, defense three, high endurance, re rolling blocks.
1: Yeah, and the light armor on the uh, Garo as well.
3: Yep. So um, that's like the list I would do. And then I'd put bodyguard on the 20 point uh, assassin. Just uh, you can like kind of commit Talia for a round into stuff with kind of no fear of retaliation on her.
1: Yeah, uh, because I think a lot of people think about putting the uh, the bodyguard loyalty tattoos onto the tension guy.
3: Yeah, um, I just, I'm personally not like a huge fan of it. I don't know. It's just, uh, it is a kind of a cool trick to like, if your leader takes damage, you can bodyguard to this guy. Who, if he bodyguards, he gets better, but. I'd rather use him as, like, a defensive henchman. It's like, he's your dude that you want to be, like, sitting on your three-point uh, objectives, basically.
1: Yeah, whereas if he's, if, if you're trying to get damage on him, he's not following Talia around, and he's not keeping up because she's the acrobat.
3: Yeah. Um, so, like, that's, like, a Talia list that I would play. And um, with, like, four strategy points with Talia, um, the list can just do a lot of different things in each scenario. But so then you give hidden to Goro. So you have two beefy hidden guys, and then you have two, like, alpha predator grapple gun undercover guys in that list. So, like, if you overcommit first turn against that list in a lot of scenarios, like, you just get shredded. So, like, that's what I was saying earlier in that matchup with Eggers. I had to play defensively first round and just let him get up on me.
1: Yeah, because he's got all the speed to get him where he needs to be.
3: Yeah. And then uh, Roz, um, he, I would play him into potentially like weirder. I was talking about... Yeah. It need? Darren. You need to play. Uh... Oh, go ahead.
2: I, or I was just wondering if you guys can hear me. I've had I've had a lot of mic difficulties.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now, guys.
2: Great! Yeah. I've jumped like from six different phones, and I had like Wi-Fi on, off, and left and right. Uh, where were we with the
0: league?
1: We were just talking about um, when to drop um, Talia, and we just started to talk about Raz. So Cookie was just saying, you know, playing the sort of beefy boys elite henchman list with. Um, with Talia and how he actually sets up his um, his oh, yeah. equipment.
2: Oh, you know, I, was, um, I was talking to, uh, who was it on the GCPD? Was it Colin uh, for the for the, uh, tally or to the Talia league matchup versus Ivy? You know, I think that would be one where I'm looking at me being beefy boys with Talia, being able to stop like someone like Damian from activating last. That's something I'm looking at. I mean, that's maybe very mild, but I just thought in that particular matchup, I'd always want Talia. Because she, uh, you know, it gets a lot of spray. She's an acrobat, unlike Roz. Uh, you know, she brings more, maybe about the same amount of control. I mean, you know, it's exhaustive planner versus her uh, picking a model to activate last. Um, you know, I mean, depending on what crew you're up against, you're going to want one or the other. Uh And killing power, he's just a little less in, but with the survivability with Acrobat brings, I think it kind of evens out. I mean, really, it's you lose one strength and one attack.
3: Well, the big thing with League, too, is Tali and Raz are pretty, like, survival models in general. Yeah. But then they have access to a $200 funding bodyguard, mm-hmm. which, like, just on the like, cheap 20-point guy, like a defense 3 six endurance bodyguard is amazing okay so like that kind of like turns up their survivability to you know 11 yeah turns them up to 11 so um and like i i do like uh talia like her random funding is nice it's kind of unneeded but it's always nice yeah i mean you're never gonna complain about having it yeah um a big thing that I like her for is she's also a strategist. Yeah. So with that list I was talking about earlier, you can do like a lot of uh weird things like um you can like double fast advance mm-hmm. and was like uh uh maybe uh what's that uh, skirmish, like I was saying earlier. Like let's say I was playing against my penguin list and penguin wants to obviously play like defense in that. You can just double fast advance against that and just drop out a whole bunch of objectives outside of my deployment zone. Yeah. And then with grapple guns and like crazy henchmen, it's just like, do I even want to walk into that? (laughs) I
2: wouldn't. You know, I faced Collins. uh, He was playing list versus uh, I was killing Joker back at Musonicon. And and just her and all the BV henchmen was was
3: pretty hard to deal with. And I did not deal with it well. Uh that wasn't even when High Booster was out yet, was it?
2: No, it wasn't. So I, I didn't even have High Booster to deal with.
3: Yeah, High Booster's a beast.
1: Yeah. I think he's one of my favorites of the gold cards, to be quite honest with you, across the crews I play.
3: Yeah. So I think um, gameplay wise he's definitely up there, you, you know. know. I mentioned him when I was on the G C P D podcast. Uh we went over the gold cards and um I kinda like uh didn't build list. With him beforehand, I just figured in my mind he didn't fit well point wise in list. Yeah, but he like fits in perfectly, especially in that Talia list. So like, yeah, he's definitely I think one of the better, if not the best, uh tournament card.
2: Isn't he strength three? If I'm no, he's strength
3: four. Which is okay. He's Good four. enough. Yeah. Um, I know Eggers put uh, a venom dose on him.
1: No, okay. Yeah, take him to for a round. Yeah.
3: Or, uh, or that, yeah, he was, uh, could just like, go on Titan, be attack five, defense five. It's insane. I mean, you just basically have another Roz walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old Matt Damon. <laughs> That's yeah.
1: So talk, talking about Raz, I mean we've we've touched on obviously he's got mastermind and strategist and exhausted planner. So a lot of the pregame stuff that you like, Cookie.
3: Oh yeah, um, yeah, that package is amazing. Like one of my favorite models to play in the game is Rebirth Bane, and he has like the same package where he does mastermind strategist. And I give him the exhausted planner trait. Um, that package is. This- for me, it's so much fun to you just do so many different things in each game. Um, it just leaves you so many options depending on what you're going up against. So, like, I would play Raw's into like my more KG matchups where I don't want to get like super aggressive against uh, with the Talia list. Like, I would play that list into like uh, defensive crews and just, like just get like super aggro into them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and uh like the weirder scenarios or matchups i would probably drop the Roz list into yeah and like my typical Roz list would be like Roz, um rat catcher um it would be then like probably two elite henchmen so probably damien hayabusa still and do you think
2: hayabusa then- is always the go-to is that agora
3: with uh, Roz algool
2: um, Goro is a tanky guy, and they're roughly the same amount of points.
3: I think it, it's system. honestly uh, a toss-up. Yeah, um, I kind of like it because I think I would put a nymph in both lists.
2: Okay, so like I if mean, was, I, I think in league, why not put a nymph in both lists? I, I don't think you're star starter for a fun day.
3: No, not really. And uh, I just like so I know Eggers had a nymph medallion on his uh, Goro. But I yeah. personally get like better on Haibusa. because yeah, he has
2: a higher defense stat. He's four, so stat,
3: he's an acrobat, a movement four acrobat. Yeah. So like he like guns aren't good good against him, whereas like he gets dodges and better pings. He's got mm-hmm. one endurance and no light armor, but yeah. things that are good against Goro could like shred him a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um. So like he's an excellent nymph medallion carrier. And then Especially heard... if he's gonna have the venom
2: dose on him.
3: Yeah, I pretty much always slap a. Or grapple not the venom, gun. the Titan dose. Venom doesn't help your uh, defense stat. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Um, and like, if you're gonna take Haibusa, I would just always slap a grapple gun on him.
2: Yeah, why not? Matt Damon likes his a uh, hookaras.
1: He does. Um, what do you think about? Using DKR Bane in League,
3: I like it. Um, I so like personally, just like my, uh, uh, like aesthetically, I guess I'm just not a fan of the Tom Hardy Bane.
2: Agreed. I'm, you know, I um, if I'm running Bane, I want to run Rebirth.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, I like him. I think he's very solid, still competitive. Um, at MuseCon playing top table I was playing against <laughs> Donovan from Minnesota and he had a pretty scary DKR league list with like Bane, Barsad, Axe Guy, High Security, uh, Ichi, Damian, and Gora. So it's basically like the same concept of Talia but instead of being like, instead of being more tanky, per se, because, like, uh, they ignore the damage accumulation rule with Talia. So they're always at 100% until you take them out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Bane just turns them up to 11 on, like, the kill dial. Yeah. So he can inspire and kill them to get them to, you know, more attacks. Um, so I think it's it's... Probably, I personally like the Talia list better, but the Bane list also brings in Barsad. So that's like a different, whole different ball game.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I think the last list I played, and I was just playing around with some different things, was a sort of amalgam of the two. So I actually took Bane as the leader, and I did take Talia as the sidekick. So I, I had Barsad. I had the Psycho desensitized. um. A little lighter on numbers. It was a seven model list, six or seven model list, depending on whether I threw Cheshire in or Henchman. Um
2: or you know, just have to go all in for henchmen, That's what I'd do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was, three, okay. Okay. Just trying out a model, to be honest, who I do really rate um, doesn't necessarily fit into the list when you're running the Henchman. Mm-hmm. Um, five strategy points as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's always fun to play around with. You know
3: what's better? Six. Eight.
2: eight. eight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Them doubles. You remember that, Jason? <laughs> it was funny. We literally, I remember looking at Donovan's face, and I was like, um, we're not going to get anything, are we, boss?
0: I was like, what's going on? I, just I don't like, know. I think we ended up just taking extra cards. like
2: maps twice, I think. So we just had extra uh, lampposts. Just all the lamps. Yeah,
1: so.
3: Not like a bad list, what you're talking about. Um, Talia, Bane. Um, because then. I mean, you still have, what, three extra counters you can give out per henchman? Uh,
2: one inspire. No, because only talking. one of them's going to be the leader. So you only have one inspire and then one kill them. But. but then you also get was the Goro. Uh, Goro
3: kill them.
1: Yeah, two kill them, is one inspire.
3: Yeah. Um. So that's always just scary, and yeah, like you don't necessarily need that combo every round, but just being able to have three sources of extra counters is nice.
2: Yeah. Although, what are you just taking Goro and then the four
3: assassins?
1: It was um, Barsad, Goro, and three assassins. Okay.
3: What did you have on Barsad?
1: Uh, ammo and undercover or hidden to get him into the sniper spot I wanted him in.
3: Gotcha. Because that's what I, uh, Donovan had. He gave him mags and hidden. Um, so, like, that was, like, a pretty cool trick. Um, I mean, Barsad just – he can swing games kind of by himself if you're not ready for him. Yeah, same thing for Tanner.
1: It just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, the game I did actually use with this list um, I played into Lex Organised Crime and the Heavy Trooper and Bass were both absolutely atrocious I think they did about two stun between them in the entire game with all <laughs> their ammunition yeah just whipping everything absolutely um, I, I think Barsad took out uh, maybe Showtime on or knocked out Showtime on turn one. I, you know, I wasn't quite that bad. But then it was, I'll put three shots into something, one, one, one.
2: And were they just getting pings or was there, like, what crew were you up against?
1: Oh, well, it, it was first, second second round of shooting, it was literally triple one. So miss, miss, miss. Wow. Third round of shooting was into possibly, I think the first round had been into the tail. The second one into Showtime. So with a pistol and the multi-fire set on an objective and just unloaded, all hit, all pinged.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, And then the the Heavy Trooper was basically doing the same thing, but I was just pinging against the beams for fun. Oh, jeez. Yeah, just just one of those games for both of us.
2: Yeah, especially because the beams are only on sixes, you get a ping, because that's minus two. Yeah. Yeah, I've
3: definitely had some games, with. I love Heavy Trooper. And you just kind of have those games with even four dice. You can just, you know, miss two of them, get pinged one of them. So it's like he's just not performing well. But that's any model. And yeah. Time. Except it for happens. the scope, son. You just got to miss your shots. Yeah. yeah. If it's your
2: hit, it's, you just need twos.
1: Yeah, if I could get a, a scope onto Bar side, it would just be happy days. Mm-hmm. I think there would be some table-flipping and rage-quitting, but, you know... Honestly, I
2: was really actually trying to look into that, because I was talking to Stefan. I think a lot of us knew this already, but I, he confirmed it was in Society. Penguins' uh, dealer still comes into play, um, and you can give it to any model. So I was seeing if there was a way to give uh, dealer the scope from Freeze and give it to Barsad if I was taking, like, Raz or Bane, Honestly, doesn't really matter who I'm taking.
1: Yeah, uh, in actually-
2: that list, you'd actually probably take Talia just for the extra funding, and say it's Talia. Then we're taking Barsad. Then you have Penguin. Then uh, I don't know, ventriloquist for more funding money. I don't know. I don't know if the if the funding works out, but I was thinking about doing it.
3: You can. You just basically give up your free rep of the society.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, you
3: get. <laughs> Assault rifle cost uh, if you don't buy mags from it is uh, what twelve hundred bucks.
2: Well, you can only buy you can only buy one gun. You want one upgrade in society, so you don't only get the scope.
3: I think Iceberg Lounge gets around that, doesn't
2: it? I wasn't sure just because it says you may purchase one upgrade
3: outside of the crew. Okay. I've heard, society, I've heard both society does
1: have, yeah, society does have ammo as an up, uh, uh, option in itself, so you can buy it that way.
2: Uh, true, true, but I think the hench, I, I still, I, I'd have to really relook all the rules. Like, it's it's wonky, especially because society also says the henchmen may only purchase one equipment from the original crew list. But Stefan was telling me, uh, the iceberg launch gets around it,
0: hmm.
1: yeah. Again, it's one of those society fun questions where that, that team, you just... Yeah, it can do that many things that you just make your head hurt, I think. Yeah.
3: What do you guys think about uh, like Heretic, like a Heretic-led crew? Uh,
1: to be honest, I've got to get him on the table more because he's probably the league model I've used the least. I really like what he can do. Um, it's what I would support him with because... The assassins, I feel, because they've got the six endurance. Once they've taken, say, four damage, and they're down to two counters, I don't think they're doing much for you, even though they're cheap. Um, It it would be it's possibly a list I would put Cheshire into.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I think if you're if you're doing a lead crew by the Heretic, I think you are gonna play more free agents and just kind of you know not stack up all the henchmen. Like if you're taking, yeah, I don't know, Dead uh, Will Shot, I'd consider Heretic and Will Shot. Or Raz, I mean, I don't think everyone talks about that combo. Just uber killy.
3: Yeah. So, like, uh, I've thought about a couple Heretic lists, and I think the main goal of that list would be you just have two, like, insane melee threats, or just two. Yeah. Threats Merciless and Heretic. Cool. So, yeah, like, Merciless Heretic, Raz, Heretic, Will Shot, Heretic, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've. Yet, uh, I've kind of played it so at MuseCon in the 250, I played a Heretic, Heretic. Will Shot List, and uh, it was interesting. Only having four models in a 250 kind of hurt.
1: I, I, think, I think there's some some room to run with it. Like I said, I think I'd have to play a little bit more. Um, I certainly wouldn't be running necessarily the elite henchman with it, I think I'd be running the lower end of henchman. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just to to turn, kind of break the line and get grab some objectives as well as the two big sorts of threats to their crew.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's the uh, what about the two non leader Talias? Would you? Uh,
2: okay. Well, first of all, only one, and then you have a model showpiece. We don't. I don't think anyone's ever <laughs> going to take the comic Talia. She's not really that good. Um,
3: I was actually recently building list with her because I kind of want to make her work. I think you have to do a lot of work to make her work. So, nice. like, the list essentially comes down. It's You run the same Talia list as the, uh, like, leader version, the Batbox version. Yeah. So, you're just running, like, elite henchmen. You just basically get 25 more rep. So you basically mm-hmm. just get another assassin in there, yeah. Um, which, yes, you lose out on quite a bit of like buffs for your henchmen, but she still has the trait, uh, get them or got them or whatever it's called. Yeah, whatever. So she can like actually uh, give out six counters in a turn. Yeah, they're. So it's one special cost target a henchman within like eight inches and in line of sight, and you give them two attack counters. It can't go over their stat, but what you can do with it is kind of like the like kind of stack defense with uh, your henchmen and yeah. you can either just like give them you know max attack still and max defense, or you can have like just max amount of defense wait to see what your opponent does and what they go into and Then you can like max out attack and then like counter punch type of thing,
1: yeah. I mean, she, she could like buff up um something like Damien, for example, um, or anyone with combat braces to sort of you know tarp it a model or try and tank them. And that that trait is distinct. The the gun is medium range randomly for a pistol, so it's yeah.
3: it's it's yeah, that is interesting, okay, Yes. Yeah, sure. um, it's a red fire two double blood and she's a master marksman right
1: yeah and i think she's strength four compared to strength five on the I think uh, so. box tally yeah. um, if she had reinforced gloves i'd take her more often
3: yeah just using that pistols kind of meh
1: yeah that, that's the one thing that that sort of knocks her out of contention for me. I mean, I've, I've pretty much fielded every Talia, um, including both versions of the original Arkham one, the gold card mm-hmm. um, with the crossbow and the one with the katana. I've fielded Miranda Tate in society lists. The comic one is the only one I've never seen on the table myself.
3: Yeah. I've played against her once. No, actually twice. Twice. And uh, So the the second time i played against her is... Uh, Sean and I were basically just trying to build a double Dark Knight uh, list. Yeah. And uh, before we got to, like, the Freeze version of it, kind of, like, the best version of it, mm-hmm. uh, we were trying to make, like, Talia work with uh, double Dark Knights. And it was cute, but she's just kind of, like, uh, for that list, she just didn't even do anything. Since there's, like, not a lot of, like, good henchmen to buff. Yeah. Um, so, I think kind of going with the elite henchman, uh, the same style as the other Talia, I think it could work.
1: Yeah, I just think the other Talia possibly. I know you've got to kind of commit her if you wanted to actually pull any damage down. The She suffers against anything with light armor, medium armor because they're strength five. I, I just. Even just the the moving two models in the pregame, the strategist, and everything else, just probably edges it for me. Even though you are paying that twenty five points more,
3: yeah, edges mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, strategist. If the, yeah, if she had a uh, seventy five point one, had strategist, there might be some more love uh, for her from me.
1: Yeah, I mean. Again, it's a shame because it's a really, really nice model and it's one, it's probably the last telly I've actually got to paint because I've painted all the others at the moment. Um, Even Miranda Tate. Um,
3: Yeah, what do you think of her? um, I actually think
2: she's a good model. I mean, I don't think she's going to win you a game, but... You know, I mean, she can just sit on an objective like no other. She gives you the pregame funding. I think she's better off if we're taking Bane or someone who is going to eat through that funding, though. Oddly enough, I also think she's way better in society.
1: Yeah, we've talked. I've talked about her quite a few times, and I do feel her in society because just for bringing the extra funding and charm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think for a Lee Crew, she's just weird, weird.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think it's it's almost like she's been designed to bring the funding so that you can field the starter set, you know, Tumblr list.
3: Yeah, I think that's yeah. why. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, there's is there a, is there any sorts of cute tricks that you think you can pull with League or Are they just a solid faction? You know, where you've got your different options of you know either your hard hitting henchman or your beefy boy sort of fast strike list with Talia.
3: Um. Not, not the, the, one of the One of the craziest things you can do with them is probably that undercover bar set. like undercover hidden bar sets, uh like a trick. But I don't think yeah. it's like a really solid fashion. Um, so my play style, personally, I don't like a lot of guns. So like it, that's why it took me kind of this long to play penguin. It's just I'm just not a fan of uh, gun like guns and like the defensive play style. I'd rather. Like try to get up in your face,
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, grind you out. Um, so I think League did pretty, pretty well, especially with that talk list. It just like that list kind of emulates everything I like to play.
1: Well, if you if we flip it around the other way, and you're playing against League, um, what are the things that you can do to sort of mitigate some of the the threats that they've got? You know, particularly if you're talking around the being able to threaten from such a big distance with a couple of hidden models, a couple of undercover models with grapple guns.
3: Yep. Um, so the big thing is just don't overcommit yourself. And like I was saying earlier, just uh, don't feel like you have to match them VP for VP in the early game. Um, just like play defensively, slowly work your way in to, to that list. Mm-hmm. Like what I was doing against Eggers was um I was just moving up as a group. So if any any of one of those elite henchmen miles would come into me, all my miniguns, high security mason can all hop on them and just pump out damage on them. Whereas yeah. if you like try to go in uh let's say with a, a Batman and try to take out one of the henchmen,
0: mm-hmm.
3: sure Batman might KO one of those guys. But that list just can pump out reliable damage that you're probably going to lose Batman in return. So it's like, is Batman going out and knocking out a model worth the trade? No.
0: Probably not, yeah.
3: But like, working as uh, like a, a unit per se, like uh, slowly advancing at the table and uh, being a little bit more defensive. So then the league has to make a choice. Well, all these guys have defense counters. I can't go in and one-round them. Then they have to choose their target. carefully. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a huge thing. People might be doing wrong against League. It's just... Uh, because League has insane amount of speed, especially with a lot of the list builds.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I think people just try to, like... Um, feel like they, oh, it's like, oh, they're so far up the field, I have to get to my objectives quick. So they just try to book it to their objectives and just leave themselves exposed for attacks.
1: Yeah. So effectively, we say like a league is like an early game crew where they're going to probably outscore your first couple of turns and then you're looking to sort of wear them down, get into your position, then counterpunch.
3: Yeah, I would say so. Because they have – they can buy uh, hiddens and undercovers. They have already a good amount of models with those traits. So they can set themselves up early game to be very well set off. Especially since a lot of the leaders have strategists or Roz has the whole pack. Yeah, Early game, they're going to set up really good uh, positions and really good place for themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, you just can't... Um, So like let's take uh, um, what's a good one like uh, skirmish for example. Against a league, and let's say they have two hidden models. What I would do against it, I would look to. uh, Kind of, not spread out an insane amount, but expand my deployment a little bit more than I usually would, to try to block off annoying hidden spots. Yeah. Um, because if you kind of like let's say you group up in the center or on one flank those hidden models can just drop the other flank and start scoring big early
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So models like total vision and things like that can help as well
3: yeah so just like uh, knowing those yeah like the, the random traits that come in to help like total vision uh, superior sense of smell and all that stuff uh, helps out against
2: it, yeah. Which is not. I'm trying to think. Of all the models with total vision, it's, it's there's not many. No, you know, it's basically just Arkham Asylum, Batman. I think Night Arkham Knight has it too. Batwoman, Joker, Joker, Joker.
1: Joker. Um, um,
2: actually, does got- Joker have it? I know he has remote controlled.
1: Yeah, he's got total vision and remote control. I think Booster okay. Gold's got it as well, but you're never going to see him on the table on turn one. Yeah.
2: And then, like you know, your king shark, Mambat. Yeah, good old Mambat.
3: Oh, Mambat!
1: Oh, have we found a use for him?
3: Uh, were you talking about the GCPD thing that they were saying?
1: No, I'm just saying if we found a use for him with superior senses, there. Oh,
0: okay. No, Did you hear no. About that? probably
2: doesn't. Like if we're being serious now, but uh, <laughs> I'll I'll rock him to a tournament at one point in time. I'll do it. Which, I, uh, Man I, think I think we talked one. about this once before, and this is kind of segueing. Um, you could kind of you could mind control henchmen, then have Manbat pick up that hen- enemy henchman, which is now mind controlled, so it's yours, and then place them on the or something. I mean, that's super cutesy and probably not even worth flying, like, where you know like, Manbat's like, rep, But I was just like, you can totally just fly someone away. It's hilarious. It really is. Yeah. I like the idea of you just being like, hey, that's Damien Wayne or freaking Habusa or someone who like without a grapple gun or maybe a gun and just like, I'm just gonna fly you over there.
1: Archie, do it to Archie.
2: Yeah, you could do it to Archie.
1: That that would be living the dream.
2: Although if I was mind controlling Archie, I think I'd rather just like you have to do that last activation, so have him screw over. The enemy, and then you can just fly him away. Although there's going to be some sewers, like he's just going to take one of those sewers. I, I don't know. I think it's better for like a demon or something. that' was just on my mind. It just seems
1: funny. Yeah. So, so not to do with league, but we were just living the dream there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it any last sort of thoughts or anything else that you want to say about league? I mean, I, I know I've kind of touched on her a couple of times. I, I really do like Cheshire as a free hench- agent. A-
2: is there any other free agents you guys look at for making the league? Like, I haven't mentioned too much because I don't play league and I've only fought against him once. Um, or no, twice. Just, you know, I don't know too much about them. But uh, I, I know Will Shot, obviously, everyone talks about, but he's go-to for every other crew. Uh, is there anyone else you guys think uh, you're really breaking out to throw down with league?
3: Uh I personally like Ratcatcher and Raws together.
2: Uh, Ratcatcher and Raws. Yeah. He seems to play really well with like the big close combat guys just is it just to uh, make a sewer and sewer Raws up and be like ha, I'm here?"
3: Uh not only that. So I would build that list for my more cagey matchups. So Okay. You have the option of uh like a lord of the sewers to go score points if you want. You get another sewer on the table. So you basically have up to five sewer markers just from you alone. Yeah. So, like, you can... Um, let's fill kinda get, table up. Yeah, just kind of get really cagey with uh, mm-hmm. your models. And then you can also set up... So, Roz has Mastermind. Yeah. So, you'll have four counters in the bag. Opponent will have three, let's say. Mm-hmm. If the opponent pulls... Let's say they pull first round. So, then you're four to two in the bag. You can kind of set up in a way... Um, you can make like a sewer first round with uh, mm-hmm. rat catcher. Yeah, let's say close to one of their models that you want to scalpel out and threaten. Yeah, and then end of the first round, go through that sewer with Roz. and then and look. then you're
2: very likely to get the next you know first turn. Yeah,
3: look to pull that that counter, and then maybe try to scalpel out that uh, model. Yeah, and Ross
2: has reach me If I'm right, It Says reach. So, so yeah, because then you're three inches, you're always gonna be able to attack him, and then you can just go right back to that sewer.
3: Yeah, so you might not even have to move off that sewer, and then he just attack that dude and just bounce right back through that sewer to kind of play safe.
0: Yeah.
3: So I think that's kind of like a cute little trick that mm-hmm. I would do with Ross. Mm-hmm. Um. So like Ratcatcher kind of stands out for me. Plus, like Ross's. A little bit more on the expensive side. And so Rackard is much on the cheaper side. Yeah, rat Catcher helps with the bodies. Yeah. Don't win it up. Um,
1: yes. Aside from that, I think Liga can be fairly self-contained. They're not a faction I see necessarily relying too much on the free agents. I, I agree with you on Will shotter He certainly you know, would see his way into the league lists I played against. Yeah.
2: I mean, he, tries, he gets his way in every, every list almost, I feel like, you know. If you're open to Will Shot, you're taking Will Shot.
1: Yeah.
3: It's a really good model. So, so yeah, any,
1: any final thoughts on League then or
3: There's a super like solid crew. They can even kind of play the shooting game if they want. Uh I've seen yeah, some kind of them of take a um it was like a Merlin list with like I think he had like Grotty, then he had like, the carbine guy, then he had the bow guy. Yeah. So, like, he's had, like, a lot more, like, range weapons that you might see in League. So, I think they, like, can play self-contained with just, like, all League models. Yeah. And they play very well. Or you can kind of, like, I think you can go outside the box a little bit with League and still do well with them.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah. I I mean, they have a lot of good options, and they're very...
2: I agree, they're very self contained. Like, I mean, the Box and the Roz box, like, every model in there is pretty dang good. Yeah. I think the worst yeah. one I would think would be the Bow Guy. Yeah. Probably I would then, you call
3: know. him the worst. Yeah. Would probably be the Bow Guy. I forgot his name.
0: Key? I,
2: yeah, I think
3: it's
0: Key. Because
2: he's either Key or that's the Smoke Guy.
3: Uh, Ichi's the Smoke Guy. Ichi, all right. If, like, yeah. the bow guy had, I think he's missing good aim.
2: Yeah.
3: but uh, it, Hayabusa does have good aim, if I remember no, correctly. No, he doesn't have aim on his bow Oh, okay, so that's weird. what it is. Yeah, yeah, that is weird. So, even if the uh, bow guy, he would be good. Yeah. Wait, I would say that's about the only league model, besides maybe the two Talias that we were talking about earlier, that are just not kind of up to par. Besides that, everything else is solid.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think Miranda Tate, though, like, I mean, I don't know if you're, you're not running a list with her. She's obviously a sidekick, but she has a place. It's a specific place, but she does her job well. I don't think she's a bad ball. She doesn't need
3: what she totally brings. No. If she could, like, have a, if she had a buff, then she would maybe be, like, more viable. If she, because
2: she doesn't have the same buff comic Talia that was right because has um get them
3: yeah and she just has you He's know like I like think if she,
2: yeah if she had get them i don't i don't know if like makes her actually good but i think that's just makes her more takeable
3: or even maybe like a follow me or something like that yeah yeah something along those lines
1: yeah so if that's everything we want to talk about on league uh... So if that's uh, all the thoughts we've got on League, the, uh, the last thing we're going to talk about is some of the crews that we're planning to take to the upcoming events. Um, so who would like to jump into this one first?
0: Uh, I'll
2: jump right in. I feel like I've been a little silent. Um, so for the next events, so I would get the eight hour ish Halloween event, and then, of course, the Renegade. I'm um, probably going to run the same list of both, for at least the 350. I've been eyeballing Militia. I know uh, me and Cookie have been talking about it a while ago. So one list pair, it's uh, Arkham Knight with the extra mags, probably on the sniper Rifle, uh, the Merciless, Ratcatcher, and then it's um, Gustav, the carbon guy, Medic, Shield guy with Baroneth Medallion, and I want to say that's everyone of that list. The other list being uh, Arkham Knight, Clayface. Uh, then you have the Shield Guy, Random Medallion, the Carbine Dude, a medic, and then you have the Rocket Launcher. um So the two lists there. It's obviously you have your one list that's kind of going into most things. Some, oh, and then you have High Security in the Clayface list. I have to mention that guy. He's a he's a clutch. So it, basically, it's you're dropping everything. Merciless can deal with most problems, but if it le- if it threatens Arkham Knight, you're going to drop Clayface to kind of protect him or take some of the heat. Um, I did two test games on it, and I'm not really sure how I feel about the Rocket Launcher guy. He either spikes in and he does a lot, or he misses just everything.
3: Uh, uh, I think High screw is in both lists,
2: right? no i don't think he's in the first list with merciless i oh, his
3: spot yeah this
2: Ratcatcher's taking his spot
3: i got my own list
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you did because <laughs> you know the only way to beat cookie is have cookie write up a list for you
0: and then <laughs> you test it
3: um i like yeah. the list there and like uh so like your Clayface list i think we were talking about earlier is better into like guns or penguin
2: Yeah, I I tried it out against your Brave and the Bold Magic, which I was giving you a little play-by-plays. I think the problem with it is Clayface, at best, is only going to take one round of fire, and he's going to die. You know, I think I either have to play him way, way KG -er and hide in the back, Um, because I still am kind of playing, like... I haven't truly committed to being... Because I think the, the Brave and the Bold are the defenders in this scenario. Just because magic, you don't have to spend too much. That yeah, actually, you're like that works. Like you're the defender almost always with Brave and the Bold. Yeah, especially so. It's like I was in a weird spot where it's like, man, I feel like I'm a glass cannon here. Where Arkham's knight's not cleaning up. I'm, I'm a girl a turn. I'm just done, you know. And if Clayface can't, you know, finish someone down, it's like, ugh. you know, I basically had the first game. I just made a lot of mistakes. You know, it was uh, I, I played with dirty money because I figured that'd just be a, I don't know, I really like that scenario, and i I wanted to see how it played. And I had all the guys just hide in the middle, trying to score points. Uh, the night with them, I missed a lot with this gun. You know, I think I only had one good shot, which was on Zatanna. Didn't even kill her; just knocked her out. But you know, she's seven endurance, so that's pretty decent, good shot. Um, but the smoke grenades. Those were actually pretty clutch because, um, you know, Raven can get rid of the effects. But, of course, if Zatanna's just sitting in the smoke, it's like, what, do you activate Raven, get rid of Zatanna's effects. By the time you're activating Zatanna, she's still in smoke, so it's going to affect her. Yeah. So since I just threw it, um, so I rapid-fired, so I was going to consistently get that smoke off. I just need one three plus out of two dice. So that was clutch for two turns. But the problem I had was um, I was so in the middle. The only objectives were so far back. They brought uh, ammo, uh, bat signal, and then ace chemicals. So I had one, one cop was sitting on the bat signal and the ammo. And it was just like, no one can swing around to get you. Um, Arkham Knight pulled a grapple gun out of the wing deck. But uh, a cop whistled him. So it was either he uh, grapples over there or after the cop would whistle him. So then I'd try going with high security. It just didn't work out to uh, stop the VP farm at that point with my bad first turns. Hmm. I just was going to lose the game. Still was a good one, though. I think it was like 36 to 34. Yeah. That ballpark. You know, it really did come down to, though, Arkham Knight wasn't, I mean, going into high defense, which is the hard targets, I really have to hope I'm just one-shotting them, at least against your Brave and the Bold list. Yeah, it's
3: a gross list. It
2: really is. And frankly, I've played Tested it twice, and I'm just like, Jesus, why am I not just playing this? No one ever seemed to bring anti-magic. Really yeah, gross, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not a gross guy. I'm a nice guy.
1: <laughs> well, following on from that, um, a lot, a lot for me is actually going to depend on how many people are at the tournament. So, if we get a good turnout and it's competitive, uh, my first list is very, very familiar because it does have Zatanna and Raven in it. Um, so, are I, you not... taking
2: cues from us here?
1: Um, yes, unashamedly. Um because I've not right. actually played either of them at a tournament or Gordon. Um but wow I'm 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 going down that route. That's that's list one if we're going competitive. Otherwise, yeah. um for my second list, if that's my defensive list, I've gone for a, a second list which is a bit more aggressive and speedy. And again, mm-hmm. mainly models that I've not played that much. Uh but Nightfall. That,
2: Batman. Oh, okay, it's
1: Nightfall. It's Nightfall. It's uh, backed up by Blue Beetle, the Cat Pod. So, Catwoman it, giving me night vision on the, uh, the Bat Pod with Undercover. Um, Agent 1 uh, with Street Patrol and Whistle, and then Agent 2, and then Alfred running around with a grapple gun. So, I've played it once um, into Penguin this last week. I scored heavily on the first two turns on looting, Uh, basically able to just get Catwoman really easily up to two objectives to hold those. Alfred jumped on a third and then set two penguins and two hyenas on fire and then hit them with a rocket from the bat pod as well. So it was like three models down on turn one didn't take into account how good he was with information so he managed to pull out two really high scoring turns on turns 4 and 5 scoring 11 and 10 victory points Yeah. Yeah. so I needed, that was was my mistake I needed to commit to basically killing the models off because when I went into them on turn 6 he basically just had the penguin left alive on his duck at the end of the game Mm.
3: yeah so uh, going against penguin is kind of what you want to do once they get to where they want to go, you basically have to stop them from scoring after that. So it's like uh, once they get to the location where they need to go, then it's like your job to stop them from scoring. Because if you don't stop them from scoring, they can basically beat any crew in the game to, about scoring points. Yeah. yeah, yeah the I'm only
0: not-
2: crew I'd really want to see, um, Riddler versus Penguin. You know, like Riddler, I think he, like, they're opposites in how they, like, when they score. Riddler gets it high in the early game, I think, if he could start the farm, and Penguin gets it late game once he all merges up there. But I yep, think, so. I guess it's, you know, both scores score a lot of points, who comes out on top? Well, that, that, was,
1: that was kind of one option, and that was actually based on something that um, Chris Burton, who's one of the playtesters in the UK, had used against me at, at uh, not the last tournament, the tournament before that. Um. He did. He took um, the rebirth Batgirl instead of Blue Beetle. Um, I kind of prefer having Blue Beetle in the list. Um, I beat him because he couldn't roll above a three on any of his dice throughout the entire game. All right, we we drew. Just um, you know, one more victory point would have given me a minor win. Yeah, Uh, but I I like the list. But the other alternative to that is a Flashpoint Batman list, and this one was. A little bit more. It's probably not as good, but a bit more fun. Flashpoint Batman, TV Flash, because if I'm running Flashpoint, I want the Flash in there to get him there. Um, all of the agents, one, two, and three, with a mix of magazines, whistles, and medic on them. And then Suicide Squad Katana with a grapple gun and riot gear to keep Flashpoint and Flash alive.
3: I don't think...
2: I mean, like, hearing that list, I feel like Flashpoint and Flash are two models that are already pretty tanky and defensive. Because, I mean, Flashpoint's Endurance 10 with Medic. Uh, and then you have the Cop with Medic. Um, and then Flash is, you know, Defense 5, 6 or 7 Endurance. You know, Basal Speed's there, and he's pretty hard to take out. You know, I just... am yeah. not really sure if uh, Katana's the great way to go. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe even drop down an agent, and maybe can fit Damien in there, or uh, maybe even Harris. Like I don't know how the funding is, but maybe get Wells or uh,
1: Larita. I could get um, I could get uh, one of them in. Um, funding wise, I'd st- I might struggle potentially. I mean, I could drop the drop the agent with the the handgun. Literally, was this was for trying out models? I'm definitely not. All of those models, apart from TV Flash, were new to the. The game, yeah. not knocked in the table before. Mm-hmm. Flash points are undecided about because although the endurance <laughs> ten seems really reliable, he was actually knocked out on turn two or three by Red Death. Yeah, he obviously can't can't block it, but he was outnumbered, so he just took ten attacks that were hitting on threes, <laughs> wounded on
2: threes. Red Death is definitely one of the models who's going to take him out just because he can't block or anything.
1: I mean, he got up. A- He got up every turn, which was nice with Endurance 10, but then I was running around with like four counters. Um, So I I prefer the first list. The second list, like I say, it was fun to try out. I don't think it's particularly good. Like I said, I think there's a lot of things that could change in that one, and it would probably not look like
0: it at all. Although
2: even if your second list is a little weaker, I mean, your first, you know, the double magic with Gordon and, you know, the cookie list, which I think we're all going to call it by now dirty cookies uh grimy
3: dirty cookies uh it actually came so it spawned from my buddy sean i just like, okay i tweaked the equipment around to make it better that's all i did all right then we'll call it the uh the dirty sean serve
1: <laughs> we just call it dirty to be honest
2: uh, We got the first sean's name in there because he spawned that demon
3: yeah, you never hear about my buddy Sean. You never do. I, I think I'm the first one other than you that's ever mentioned him on a podcast. He's a good reason why I like place so high. Yeah. He's just a really good like sparring partner here in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't never actually talked to him yet. I've seen him a couple times though. And I'm just like, I looked at,
2: I know I, last year's Renegade, I looked, at, I saw you two guys. I'm like, they're the triars here. <laughs> <laughs> I was still kind of like getting, you know, the the word on the street. My first tournaments, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, those two are definitely the the really
3: try hard guys." <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: But it does help if you've got a good uh, sort of group around you that will actually push you a lot. I mean, that yeah. I, just- my brother doesn't come to as many tournaments as I do. I think he's been to like four, as opposed to the ten or twelve that I've been to. But in those, he's beat me down to second place by winning one. I, well, I placed second behind one of the best players in the UK, Liam. He placed fourth, but in a really quiet way, like no one noticed he was there until he was fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's a very, very difficult person to beat. Um, yes. And that sort of pushes me and my friend Jimmy and Ali as well, who uh, who both play in our local uh, gaming club. They're, they're all really, really solid players. Um, and I think it, that... that is, again, something that can really help you sort of get to that next level when you do have people that are pushing you and challenging you all the time.
2: For sure. You know, because, I mean, without that, like, you go into a tournament and you're really, like, you either are going to lose or you have to lose your first one and really, like, from that, learn everything. You know, it's such a step-by-step. That's kind of where I'm at, you know, because I, I literally only play at the tournaments for the most part and I occasionally get, like a brand new player over and we'll play a game but i have to like go super soft on them because i feel dirty and weak and i'm like i don't even really think you can understand this
0: <laughs> you know, so he's, he hasn't
2: played any miniature game before so it's it's a lot and it's like oh man
0: yeah you
2: know it's like uh, roll a roll of four plus is like what and i'm like a, a four plus, a, a die you need a four or higher <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's, how, that's kind of where we're at or it's like he'll try moving a model and like uh, use tape measures and I'm like oh oh yeah and I'm like Dude.
3: so with your two list pair uh Darren I would maybe just say uh it seems like your second list isn't necessarily like it just seems like you just want to put models on the table that you haven't used before a little bit yeah so I don't know if that's uh kind of what your plan for that uh event is or uh, I mean, if, if you like, are more looking at it like a competitive side, I would maybe say just tweak that those lists or that second list to be maybe better in a certain scenario or into a certain matchup. It does have its like two good scenarios that it likes, like I would say secure the area and race for glory. Yeah, yeah, um,
2: definitely two good ones, and I think those are also two weaker ones for the double magic.
3: Yeah, it can be.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Nightfall, Blue Beetle, um, Catwoman list is is basically my sort of get across the table, get in the face a little bit list. Um, like you say, Race for Glory, that, that sort of design where I'm not playing the defender, which is probably my more natural play style sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah, I'd say
3: as long as you have a plan for each list, then, like, you're good. I, I, I feel like a lot of people also just, like, kind of, Getting the habit of just building lists just to want to play the list, I guess they don't really yeah like an end goal with the list. Yeah,
2: no, I agree with that. You know, I think for me, I generally when I'm just making lists, it's generally like I want to really use one particular model, and I'll try. You know, if I'm taking to a tournament, I'll try having a good idea. Like again, bringing it up when I went to you know the. Uh, what was it? Adepticon. You know, I had a list. It's like, they both played well on both scenarios, so one was like, I'm gonna go against a bigger gun crew, the other one was like, you know, your courts, your leagues, your you know, this is a crew that's doing this damage in melee. That yeah. was my idea there. And I think it worked out really well, although <laughs> it was totally illegal. <laughs> no one called me out <laughs> on it. I had two models with elite uh, Mer- uh, elite fortune soldier, and I was ivy. <laughs>
1: sorry guys i lost you for a second there <laughs> um
2: i was just talking about you know my plan i had a plan you know when i went to the adapticon kind of gave a rough idea of like this what this list was going to do and that was that list was going to do and it worked out really well but it was totally illegal no one called me out on it it's a wrap and then i did and i was like oh shit <laughs> although i think i think we're going to end for break the roll with list bullying it's like that's Elite boss, it's like, I mean, yeah, you're breaking rules. You shouldn't break rules, but at least it's not something crazy like you're overfunding or something. something.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, the one thing I'll say with Brave and the Bold list is I I struggle sometimes to make lists that I like the look of, but sometimes they're better on the table, but I just don't like necessarily the I look at them.
2: There. I feel like there's a lot of, like, it's either I'm going at all cops and I take, like, one, one uh, superhero model and I find that very aesthetic or I'm taking... At that point, then, I'm just trying to take, like, Uber Bat Family, (laughs) You know, it's just, I don't know. Fine, Brave. uh, Same thing with uh, organized crime I have, where it's just aesthetically on the crew. It looks kind of weird. You just have a bunch of uh, things that don't necessarily fit together. That's why I really like Joker or Militia or Penguin. You know, just a lot of these crews that seem more in-house, and they all tie together aesthetically really well.
1: It's one of the things I do like about my league as well, because I mean, league was my first crew and I will keep coming back to it. Um, and I, I, I sometimes think when I'm putting my better lists together, they are league lists. But like I say, for this time around, trying out a few different things. Yeah. So, Cookie, Renegade. Yep.
3: Uh, right well,
2: first, uh, the Halloween. Are you take anything funny for that or you could be familiar uh,
3: like- that? List I mentioned earlier, just a goofy yeah. list, I think. Goofy and uh, potentially, have I a... might not even play in it. Like, I'm definitely gonna go,
0: yeah.
3: but uh, I mean, if you're gonna be there and maybe someone else, I actually might, depending on how people feel about it, I might try to get like on the sidelines and kind of help people out. Maybe be like a to nice, nice. a person, yo cookie, that'd
2: be cool. Be a tournament you're not gonna win because you're not participating. <laughs> I don't know if that counts though.
3: Because I would really like to see you do well at Renegade Jason.
2: Yeah, that's my plan. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing tabletop Simulator by myself at like four in the morning. Just <laughs> like literally I, I I kid you not, each of my moves. Like I was so low, it's like we just got past turn two. I spent like forty minutes in between, like questioning everything, every possibility, and then the occasional smoothie break. But you know, the last
3: one was just for me. Um I I think I was take a goofy list to the GCPD one. But Renegade, I'm planning to go probably about as hard as I've gone since probably last Renegade. And uh, so last Renegade, I brought Society when it was Broken. Yeah. And I'm going to be probably running Cobra for this Renegade. Better Broken.
2: Yeah, so I know last like when you were, me and you were talking, you and Sean were probably testing the uh the Firefly list. You know, I heard I think you briefly kind of told me, or maybe it was Stefan or kind of felt like a Firefly didn't do too much. Uh, are you gonna keep that list together, or
3: are you kind of throwing it aside? Uh, no, I think that's gonna be my list. I'm gonna do a Firefly, and then right. my second list might be like a Rebirth Harley list. I haven't yeah. quite decided the second one, but. I mean, I think one list she brings anti magic,
2: and I think it's again, one of the weaknesses. Cobra doesn't necessarily have an in house anti magic. Yeah. Maybe uh, I go left field cooking and I take the double magic list. You never know. <laughs> I just bought <laughs> Santana. Uh,
3: so, like, a main list for Cobra for me is uh, obviously Cobra himself. Uh, then yeah. I take Killer contract, like firefly hmm Firefly. Um, then I do three sword henchmen, the minions. Yep. Uh, the flamethrower dude. He's uh got the grapple gun, usually a nymph medallion and uh, a fervent follower. Yeah. And then from there, it's a uh, what's it say, cobra hybrid? Yep. And I think I have enough for one or maybe two fourteen-point uh minions.
2: I think you get two in there. Yeah, because that's the exact two same two. list we talked about in our uh, last episode where we could talk about cobra.
3: Yeah. So like uh yeah. plug to that dirty list. Um, like, and, and, you
2: know, I think Firefly, if you're gonna take any free agent, I think totally aesthetically ish fits well in Cobra. Maybe you can convert him up, get Adam to convert him so he has a big old snake head, like a snake helmet.
0: That's,
3: so I think that's cool. like my list, I'm gonna be dropping probably like 90% of the time. Yeah, uh, it's just really gross. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything it does is just gross. Yeah, and, uh, I think my other list might be like more tech towards magic, but I, Sean and I still need to test our second list for that because I think mm-hmm. we're going to be running identical lists. Both him and I, we're going to be coming in, coming in hard.
2: Yeah. sharing the <laughs> same list, sharing the same tactics, going to wreck each other, and then you're going to end up fighting each other with mirror matches. Oh
3: a big reason why we brought society to last year's renegade is what society was fairly new then. And basically Omaha was saying they're busted to all ends. Yeah. And other people were not so keen to say that. I mean, I was, I was
2: silently agreeing here in Indiana. I was like, yes, they look very busted.
3: So like a big part of the reason, probably like 50% of the reason why we took, uh, it was just Sean and I that took him. Our buddy Bill decided not to bring him just because he thought they were, like, too busted.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and uh, so Sean and I brought society just basically trying to to show people, like, just how stupid and egregious they are.
2: Mm-hmm. And this year you're doing that with Cobra.
3: Yep. And then, funny enough, is after a DEVCON, what, it took a couple, or not a DEVCON, after Renegade, it took, what, two months for them to get nerfed? Yeah. And now they're completely like fine. I think they're still good. I don't think they're yeah. as good, but they're still solid. Hmm. Um. So that's kind of the same. I don't think I don't
2: think teams and cults should be the A star listers. You know, where you're like, oh, you want to play, cop, uh, you know, competitive play. I think that's you know, crew should always be. Uh,
3: I mean, in a perfect girl. world, everything should be balanced.
2: I mean balance, yeah, but I'm like, I'm just trying to say, like, you know, if anything's like should be weaker, I think like you know your teams and superheroes, which is like, I'm all crazy models like society. It's like I don't, I don't really like seeing that one where it's like we can do every list better. Yeah, you know, I kind of want that to be more your friendly play stuff. That's just how I see it, you know.
3: Yeah, so that's like kind of like the game plan with Renegade is just kind of like show. Yeah.
1: And you, you're thinking, obviously, because it with it being a 48 player tournament, you could have you know multiple people after four rounds all going undefeated. It's it's about racking victory points.
3: Yeah. Uh, so with 48 players, there's going to be what? Like I think a couple two undefeateds. I think. Is yeah. that what I did last year? Um, yeah, I think I remember me, that. Me and this other dude, uh, Joe, who was actually playing society. Um, he played actually my buddy Bill for top table. And uh, all right, was it top table or third round? E- either way. Um, he basically ended up going 4-0. I ended up going 4-0. And he just had more victory points than me. Yeah. So I ended up getting second place. He got first. So that's, like, something you definitely have to take into account. Like I was saying earlier, when you go to – if that's your main goal, it's the top, like, place high. Yeah. Just really make sure you get points.
2: Yeah, keep VPs. But for that, I think you really have to just walk in with a plan. Like, I think Penguin actually has been pretty high there because he scores high VPs.
3: Yeah. Um, I think, like, there's a, a good amount of communities that do see Cobra as being just crazy good. But there are yeah. still some uh, that just don't see it. And I, I do, like, I would say, like, uh, Cobra straight out of the box are not like particularly amazing.
2: It's just you have bad bottles and
3: straight out it's of the, the box, you also don't have box, the same thing dude. Cobra himself are just not. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. It's really when you add in like the hazard troopers and uh, just kind of like silly uh, contracts on free agents. Yeah. And their uh, objective is really strong. Mm-hmm.
1: That it is. So, you know, assuming that everything goes to plan and you go really well with them, what would you actually, and this is, again, something we touched on last episode, but, you know, why not bring it back? What would you change about Cobra to bring them more in line, do you think?
3: Um, I already got, like, a whole list of things that I would personally want to see change. So a big one is Commando Tactics is too good right now.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, just using three models in one activation, not even back-to-back, just at the same time is crazy. That really does... Like, like, that's a core trait of BMG. It's I go, you go. If you're doing a let's go, it's 50-50. And
3: that's, like, a really, you know, you're spending two
2: activations here.
3: Yeah, so I would change uh, commando tactics around to either be, like, a... You spend two, maybe even more faith points to uh, automatically pass a let's go. So only yeah. henchmen can do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and it's not, like, simultaneous activations. Yeah, it's
2: just a let's go at the end of the day.
3: Let's go. That's automatic. Or I would, um, so like, and then Cobra can do it. Is that's another big thing that currently uh, Cobra can do is Cobra himself can do the commando tactics.
2: Yeah. So you can then just move a cheap henchman up there, then move Cobra up there. He's outnumbered. Cobra swings, murders him.
3: Yeah, and essentially in that at that point he's just a better Roz, which is just yeah. like, um.
2: For the so action points, there should tactics. be more, you know, they should be a lot more in line.
3: Yeah. Um, definitely start with Commando Tactics. That's uh, really crazy. And then I would basically up all their uh, Faith Point action at least by one. So, with like. With the
2: exception of the spawning a mutant guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, keep that at 16. Everything else should go up by one Faith Point. That's why, like, so currently a model activates and. They get a faith point that model can just instantly put poison on his uh, attack, yeah, which is just like it's too good. And mm-hmm. uh, I would change so it then just going by up by one, no
2: so it's your first guy can never do that unless he has favorite follower.
3: Well, and there's just no like, well, I can do this, it's free, whatever. Okay. Whereas if you're gonna change it to it's more expensive, there's gonna be choices in the turn, mm hmm. It's like, okay, well, I can do this now or I can let it build up and then do something maybe a little bit more powerful later on. Yeah. But I might take a hit to let it build up, if that makes yeah. sense.
2: Yeah. does. It really does. Uh,
3: so I would definitely change those two things. I don't like free rep in the game. Neither do I. As a majority thing, I don't think it's good for any game just to add in.
2: Free. You know, I think actually... I do want to mention, I think the killer contract is... There's some ways to get around it, but I think in theory, I kind of like it. You know, where it's like, hey, I'm taking this model, he gets a reduction, but he's immediately going to die once he does the job. You know?
3: I mean, even then, in theory, it's just not good because, like, okay, let's say I take a will shot, and my target is uh, your 100, 100 point, or 100 rep guy. Yeah. Like, will shot could delete that guy, at that point will shots only like 66 rep and then he just up points he doesn't you get the points for the kill and actually bonus points if he kills him
0: yeah
2: the
3: opponent doesn't get vps for will shot going away
2: you know i'm not trying to totally defend free rep i do think it's a bad idea i just like the idea for that it'd be an example where it's like hey this model's very limited in what he can actually do Course, yeah, I like I, the uh, fact that there's ways to get around that where you're just like, I'm a scarecrow, my target's the lamppost, so I'm gonna fury ass anyone around me.
3: Yeah, like you know. they're cool, I like the idea of them. I just, yeah, it's kind of
2: weird, it's pretty hard and really does break the game.
3: Yeah, and I think it wouldn't feel as bad if it if no. that those killer contracts were in like maybe like a crew like OC currently. Yeah, they like, were, like, I, I think that would
2: be bad. the most thematic for OC.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of crazy that they don't have contracts, but, you know.
2: Or I also thought, uh, Ivy doesn't need a change in this. I really like how possession works, but I thought if they were going to change possession where it's like, once you possess a model, you don't get free rep or anything, but it's just, you have to pick what it's doing. You know, it's like, guard me. Model gains X trait, but can only do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it just be pneumatic, and I'd like to see BMG go in that direction. Um, but I don't know, that's just me.
3: And then, like, I would uh, change like a few more things, like the eight inch, uh, be able to shunt damage off off of Cobra himself is just crazy good.
2: It's crazy that's eight for starters because bodyguard is only like two inches. Two inches. Every other yeah. ability
3: is basically two inches. That
2: yeah. So it's like, like I, I, you know, making it more expensive and also bringing it down to like two inches.
3: Yeah, two inches. Um, I could maybe see four, and then. Yeah, like, two inches is kind of fine. I could maybe see four, but yeah. then also make it, like, that one costs one faith point currently. Again, make it two faith points. Yeah. It's just everything should be be more... It's one faith point per
2: damage or per attack?
3: Uh, you get one faith point per every Cobra, Cultist you activate. Uh, let, let me rephrase the question. Uh, it's one faith
2: point to spend it per every, like... I'm a model targeting Cobra. Do I just spend a faith point and that attack and target someone else, or is it just I spend it for the damage?
3: Um, You spend it after, like, damage. So, like, Cobra, you still have to hit Cobra and wound Cobra. So, basically, you're targeting him at defense 5, martial artist. Mm -hmm. So, once you actually, it's it's harder to hit than it's the henchman, and then if you you get those hits through, then he can choose to shunt that damage on
2: to a henchman. So he just pays the one faith point currently and then all the damage goes on the henchman? Yeah. Wow. See, I, I'd also either consider changing it where it's one point per one damage. I Maybe mean, that's really bad, but you know, if how special counters are, it's like, it's the equivalent of power and you are using faith points. Yeah. You but know, if like, I, if I did didn't do mean... four blood, you're spending four faith points at least.
3: Yeah, I think those, like, three things are the core of what I would change. To Cobra yeah. and I think they'd be sitting alright. I
2: agree with you there. You know, or yeah. also, I want to briefly mention the uh you know the free rep again. Uh because I was I was having this idea when the Jason Todd Robin got like announced with his roles. Um I would be okay seeing it where it's like in Bat Family, for example, if you had either one it's just Alfred Pennyworth you get for free, just one model, everyone has it. Um, that way, you're not getting wonky with it. It's very written in there. Or if they made Robin Cycles or Bat Cycles, you could be like, if you're taking this model, get the upgrade cards for free. I don't know. Just like the idea if they're actually going to make those or not.
3: Yeah. And so, like, another reason, like, just three points in any game is just weird. Is like, is, yeah. So if you, like, let's say you win a game and you were, you were playing third you wrap up on your opponent then they're yeah. like thinking about it maybe and he's like well did he just win just because he has literally more points on the field like it's, it's yeah. just a weird place to be it is
0: yeah you know
2: that's
3: kind of why I, I just think like it's
2: either scrap the idea or make it super freaking restrictive or just limit like what exactly you get you know like my idea with batman if they make a robin cycle it's like well that way you can have one free robin cycle they give to one of the boy wonders where it's like, is that crazy overpowered? I don't think so. Cause, you know, there's a there's a decision there at least, because you're not gonna really use your backlog or acrobat. And it's not exactly free model, but it's buffing someone up in a way.
1: Yeah, but it's about making a choice again, isn't it? And that's that's the important bit rather than it just becoming automatic.
2: Yeah, there is also still a choice. It's like do I want this on Jason Dodd or Damian Wayne or Dick Grayson, you know? Because, I mean, with the rules, if, if they didn't make a Robin cycle, there'd be a choice there because Damien or Jason could fix up the Robin cycle and kind of keep it going. Damien's just super strong. If you get in there and you're like, I'm here. Vroom, vroom. You know, we're with Titans. It's just it happens and it lets the crew be what it is. You know, of course, they still get the uh, – you're taking willpower counters off just from uh, inexperience. We can kind of get around that with taking uh, two or – it's not a sidekick, but like, you know, like you're gonna have two sidekicks, so you're always gonna take two, but it's two counters really counterbalancing like 60 free rep. Probably not.
1: I know Titans is a strange one because they were just that, that bad in first edition and yeah. under the uh, Flash Narrow book rules that you know they needed something huge to bring they them
2: playable, you know. But uh, I, I do think Cobra and uh. Setting used to have it the worst, but now they're a little bit more counterbalanced. But Cobra probably is the free rep the worst. Or the best for them, but the worst for the game.
1: Yeah. So now that we know what uh, what lists we're we're likely to be taking, um I'll be able to let you know how any of my lists, if they're not tweaked, go because I'll have played the tournament by the next time we record. Looking um, forward to it. You know, I'll keep uh, you
2: guys updated how my test games go with the militia. I already know one thing I might be changing. I might get rid of the rocket launcher guy for the prisoner with the handgun because it's 50 funding less, and then I can give Arkham Knight the reinforced gloves just for more consistency. But I'm not really sure how I feel about that. same time, he's in endurance five compared to four.
1: Uh, Cookie, would you be wanting to come back on and let us know how you've gone with the lists?
3: Yeah, sure. I enjoyed being on.
1: And uh, we've enjoyed having you. So uh is there anything else anyone wants to add before we wrap up?
3: Uh I don't think
2: so. You know, we talked about a lot. Um so hope you guys can hear me. Um Yeah. I can't think of anything else I really want to throw in there. Um Yeah. Cookie, you have anything else you want okay,
1: to say any... No. No. <laughs> Very definite then. Yeah. Well, th- thanks thanks <laughs> Cookie for coming on we really appreciate it. Um We'll find out how you get on uh, at the next couple of tournaments. And uh, thanks to anyone that's listened, uh, this was the Arkham Case Files, where the inmates run the asylum. This is an appeal on behalf of Jason Thompson. Please, please, Knight, put this man out of his misery. How long must he wait before he can have his Tim Drake? To all our listeners... Get in touch with Knight, bombard them, Jason needs Tim and only you can help.